James Harden to the Los Angeles Clippers. We're not going to waste nobody's time. We're going to get directly into it. Fellas, how are we feeling about this crazy-ass trade that just happened late, late last night? Why the, why the Sixers trying? Why the Sixers trying to hand the Clippers the championship? Mm. So that's what I want to know. Mm. Well, my they're question, just, Big Ox, is they're, what, just trying, what, they're what, just trying to give it to them. Well, what, what what's to say that they're gonna win it? So, so in the last in the last four years, what have you seen, Big Ox, from Paul George, from Kawhi Leonard, and from James Harden to suggest Russell Westbrook also to suggest that with these four dudes together? They can win it. What have you seen from them? If James if James Harden bring twenty and ten to the Clippers, <laughs> okay, you can just go. You can just go ahead and pencil that in. So, so uh, just pencil it in, okay. I mean, they ain't give up nobody. No, right. they gave up Nicholas. Nicholas Batum's about thirty five. Marcus Morris. Everybody Marcus Morris. Everybody up here be like, oh, he's done. He's washed. Uh, Robert Robert Covington is solid. But my thing is, they also got they also gave up they, they brought PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is a step ahead of Nicholas Batum and Marcus Morris right now. Just on just from a, a defensive standpoint, toughness mm -hmm. standpoint, I like what the Clippers got going on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, like you said though, you brought up Kawhi, you brought up PG. Them all them brothers got to stay healthy. And that go, but that goes for every team. So I don't want to get into that if they're healthy talk. I know y'all hate yeah. that talk, but. Um, mm -hmm. Come on, Nochetown. <laughs> and not just and, and, and not just if they're healthy. We're not just talking about health here. We're not just talking about health that's, here that's neither. All it we takes, actually, it doesn't because we've seen these guys underperform in the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, did they not go to pieces after being up 3-1, both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? I mean, we did see them do that. We did see them do that. And now here we are. We're in a space where now you get James Harden, who also went to pieces last year in the playoffs. Like I told you. I think he had a he had a stretch against Boston where he went 0 for 12 on the long ball, one for 17, shooting the long ball in three of the six games, the three three of the seven games that they played. So at yeah, that, sounds, that sounds like him. That, yeah. that sounds like him. I just want to make sure that he, I, he, I, went, I, he went he went to sleep. He, yeah. he went to sleep in a couple of fourth quarters too. But mm -hmm. let's not act like he didn't carry a couple times with them 40 balls. Right, he did. He maybe did do maybe that. maybe if Joel maybe if Joel wasn't getting clamped on the block by Marcus Morris. And that definitely but that that definitely I'm, matters. Not Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart. I'm sorry. Marcus Smart. Don't leave Marcus Smart out. Then that definitely matters, <laughs> big guys. 100. That definitely matters. And if you got a guy who can do that, then you got another guy the next game who can who can quote unquote carry. Then maybe, then then maybe you could get it done. However, what we've seen is we've seen from the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George throughout the course of their career, these four years there, underperform, and not stay healthy. So now you're bringing in another dude who is underperformed in the playoffs and who is coming to camp out of shape in a contract year. This year, he's actually in shape, 100% he is. But with that being said, you still have to do your job. And for the most we part, he has underperformed, not, It was up 3-1 in the in, in, in a series against the Dallas Mavericks, and he did not Denver do his Nuggets. job. Yeah, he did not do his job. As good as, as as good as 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 good as they were, I mean, he didn't do his job. So now, again, we're talking about a guy in James Harden who we've seen him underperform in the playoffs. We've seen him yeah, go to pieces, yeah. and now we're going and now we're going to do we're going to add him to this mix. Now, the thing that's the most important about this, Ox, we got to remember: this star power looks great, 
right? This star power looks great. Ox, you designed the house. The house looks great. Yo, who getting the piano in here? Who's putting the bed in here? Who's 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 Kawhi. dragging the, who's dragging the refrigerator up the stairs? Because Kawhi. Kawhi is gonna because 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 these who's doing the other stuff? Who's who's Udonis Haslam? Who's AC Green? Right? Who's, who, who's Horace Grant? Who's these guys? Where where, where are these Tucker. guys on a consistent basis? On a they consistent got dirty, basis. they got dirty work guys, Chilton. Zubat, dirty work. PJ, dirty work. Russ, dirty work. They got dirty work all through all, Kawhi. Dirty, they got dirty work all through mm. the Clippers organization right now, Chilton. Y'all right. don't give me up here capping for James Harden. Please don't let me. No, no we, we're but, not. We're not. We're not capping for anybody. What we're doing, we please is, don't. Is, please don't let me do it because I will. I'm, I'm fully I'm prepared at, to go 100 in right now. Let's do it. Let's do it, big ops. Because what? Because what? Because what I'm doing right now is I'm asking questions that need to be answered about sure, these guys. Certainly. That's what I'm doing. I am so, not capping for anybody. No, I'm no, not. No, doing I'm, not I'm not saying you will. I'm saying I'm ready to, but I don't right. think I have to because I do think when you when you reach back. In the arts in the archives for mm -hmm. that 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 performance you brought up with Kawhi Leonard, you gotta reach back a few seasons. We don't we can't we can't reach back for too much with Kawhi like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 very it's very hard to do that. Now we can do this all day with James Harden, that's true. But James right. Harden did show up in, in quite a few games this this past playoffs. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I don't want to discredit that. I I'm just saying it's a lot of talent. It's a whole lot of talent. And I like Zubaka to anchor that paint. I like right. I like PJ Tucker to come in and rough up KD in the in the playoffs. I'm not sure if I'm I'm not sure if I'm ready to jump off that that Suns yet. I, I still I still want to say I got the you Suns. Sound like it, big guys. You, you sound I, like it though. I mean, it's that's just that just brought that James Harden just brought a whole nother level of firepower to the Clippers. Mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be wrong to Can change. We talk to about change the riffraff he brought to. Right, but I wouldn't. Matter I wouldn't. Fact, I wouldn't matter of fact, I wouldn't I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna let Mars go. Mars. I'm gonna let Chill go before I really start hating. Because y'all know yeah, how I, I, feel I, wouldn't, about I, I, I wouldn't be wrong to change. To change. I'm talking about this could be the showtime, like because because now we got we got yeah. we got new information. Yeah, so Mars. we got we got we got new information. So I I I'm not upset with changing my 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 prediction. I'm gonna let everybody else talk, and I'm what's the new information? Let this. What's the with the They got PJ Tucker and James Harden for a bag of Skittles. Right. You can Marks, you can discredit Marks. you can discredit it if you want. Hey, don't worry, I'm gonna break it down into decimals. Go, but go ahead, Mars. Chill. Y'all y'all got the floor. I think they wanted to trade if it was Marcus Morris and Robert Covington and whoever else for PJ Tucker. So just um, take James Harden now. Like, don't don't even add James Harden. Just yeah. if you trade Marcus yes. Morris for Robert Covington, then the trade is won by the by the Clippers. Yeah, uh, just get Marcus Morris off the team. I think was right. them winning the trade. So right, um, them adding James Harden, who will now be probably their primary ball handler. You don't really need to ask him to score in Philly. He was asked to be the second scoring option. Mm -hmm. Um. Offensively, I, I don't see the downside, to be honest. I, I think I think what you have now is you have a level of poise you don't have with Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook can do things that James Harden can't do from an athletic standpoint that makes them both beneficial to each other. They've also, This is like the third team they've been on together as well. So there's a level of familiarity between each other. Um, so I think that backcourt can work surprisingly well. Um, then defensively, I think 
everyone else kind of masks what James Harden doesn't do, whether that be Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, um, PJ Tucker. Like they all do things that just make it easier for James Harden on defense. But um, when it comes to like being championship favorites or whatever, they still don't have an answer for Denver in the West. Denver's been the team that they always just can't seem to get over the top with. And that's because, I mean, Jokic is a mismatch. And PJ Tucker, as good as he is, I don't think he's going to solve that problem. Even though he did defend Jokic well last year in that game, Philly played um, Denver when they won that game. But I think just overall, they haven't addressed that weakness. But I do think against every other team in the West, I think they'd probably go into that series as favorites, which I think is not something they would have done before. So I wouldn't be surprised if now they are the favorites out West, or at least the second favorites out West. So um, definitely a good trade for them. But I think it's an underrated trade for Philly in terms of the salary they freed up. Um, they just waived Danny Green as well. So they're definitely building up for free agency in the summer. I don't know who's available in free agency. I haven't bothered to check. But that definitely seems to be what they're gearing up towards. I don't know if they can keep him beads all the way through the season. Lord knows. Like, he might ask out at some point because I wouldn't want to play on this team if I was Joel Embiid. But I assume that's probably what they're gearing up towards. And they're probably trying to tell Embiid that he kind of has to, quote unquote, give up on this season and be fully invested for the next one. But after three games, I'm not sure how invested he really would be. But I think, in theory, it's a good trade for both teams. So mm. that's a that's a crazy ask, Mars. I think it's ridiculous. I'm talking about big gorilla nuts to go in there and say, jo uh, Joel, let's get back to the process, buddy. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> no, right? At, at, no at this point, way. yeah. Uh -uh, no, uh uh. No fucking I mean, way. I'm, 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 I'm getting up and leaving. It's interesting, Mars. You brought up the, the the things that the Clippers can do to mask. I I think you brought up a real interesting point about the trade, though. I I do think that there are no losers here in, in, in terms of what Philadelphia is trying to do. I'm just thinking about you bringing up the things that they can do to mask James Harden. I mean, we we we've all been on record, you included, that Kawhi Leonard is more of a reputation defender today paul george is more of a reputation defender today these guys aren't the defenders that they used to be and we all know who james harden is as a defender and the idea is to protect james harden well if you got guys who are running on reputation it's pretty difficult to protect a guy that can't defend as opposed to a guy who used to be able to defend that's number one number two a guy in russell westbrook who is now a primary ball handler. Him and James Harden, they, this is the third time that they've been together, but they've been together in different times in their career. Well, they first got together when they were younger. And then they get together later on when these guys are both, not franchise players, yeah, I will say that, franchise players and, and stars in that, in, that, in that own aspect, which would explain why Russ didn't come back to Houston because they were looking at each other differently at that point. I don't think Russ thought that what was going on in Houston worked for him. I don't think it was necessarily James Harden, but I don't think that that worked for him. So now we're in a position where they get Russ, who is now their primary ball handler. And now you got four primary ball handlers, Mars. You don't have one. So now we got to figure out how we're going to distribute this duty. So who's going to do the other stuff? Okay, who's going to score all the buckets? Are we just going to figure that out as we move forward? Or are we going to just have one guy be the primary ball handler? We're going to have one guy play off the basketball. We're going to have one guy slash, and we're going to have one guy defending because – Big Ox, you already brought up the dirty work guys, right? You brought up PJ. You brought up, uh, yeah. You you brought up P, you, you brought up PJ Tucker. 
I, I dig Norman Powell, and the fact that they could that the fact that they could still keep him, I think that that's good. Yeah. About Norman. The, the fact that, that the fact that they still got Norman Powell, I think that's great coming off the bench. I'm just thinking about these four guys in terms of their roles. Are we, do we just have ballers on the floor? Do we just have, or, or, or are we going to distribute roles? How is this thing going to work? Um, I uh, guess. I mean, I mean, I guess Kawhi and Paul George, they don't have to play make as much. They'll be asked to be scorers where guys like James Harden and Russell Westbrook will set them up for easier opportunities. And then both of them are capable of passing if a defense collapses. And then you have James Harden who can shoot. Russell Westbrook's a good car. I don't know how the Zubak and um, Russell Westbrook dynamic will work in terms of spacing, mm -hmm. but I'm sure you could figure it out. Just probably don't want to put them both on the same side of the floor. That's probably definitely a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. But um, defensively, even though I think Kawhi and Paul George both live a reputation, I still think they're both good. They're both good defenders. Now, I don't think Kawhi is the best defender in the league anymore or Paul George is all defensive caliber, but I, th but I think they're right. still both good. And if you have two very good wing defenders, Russell Westbrook, who even if he's not great, he gives effort. And I mean, that's one thing you can't take away. So his consistency on that it might be a bit shaky, but he's still a positive asset on that side of the ball. I think you can mask what James Harden doesn't do. And I think James Harden being a terrible defender is also a reputation. I don't think he's terrible. I think he's okay which i'm not saying okay is good or anything i'm saying I, I don't think he's a negative on that side of the ball so um i think i think overall the clippers defense which has started the season pretty well will probably maintain and still be pretty good especially with the addition of pj tucker who can take that assignment of a team's toughest matchup mm -hmm. if need be in the clipper you know tyron Lee loves to go small so pj tucker might they might run him at the five in some games where they're playing the golden state warriors or something like just matchup dependent. I don't want to see PJ Tucker at the five against Denver, but in certain situations, he might actually run him at the five and, and stuff. So um, I think that adds a level of versatility that they didn't have before. So um, I failed to see the downsides of this trade. It, worst comes to worst, James Harden contract expires after this year. You just don't bring him back. Like I, I don't see any downsides to what the Clippers have done here. Well, it's obvious, Mars, that they're going all in because if you think about it, Big Ox, so at the end of this season, Leonard comes off the books, Paul mm -hmm. George comes off the books, James Harden comes off the books, um, Russell Westbrook and Zubak, they're still on the books for two years. Um, let's see, Terrence Mann is signed up in Terrence Mann just signed a five year deal, so he's on the books until 26. So, of, the, of, of, those, of those four guys, Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, uh, Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, Paul George. Two of them come off the books after this year. And Zubak is on the books for two more years. So who are we? And, and they open up that new arena next season, too. So mm -hmm. who are we trotting out next season? So they it's obviously hard, are going hard. all in. I think, they, I think they're going all in this year. I think they're yeah. going all in this year with these guys. I think I think this was a clear sign of that, going to get James Harden. That's that's a clear sign of, yeah, we're, we're trying to get it right now. And to answer the question, though, about who's going to do what, Chilton. I think it just comes down to simple, just you know, simple as that. Ty Lu, coach got a coach. You know I don't saying? think coach it was ever a question of of the Clippers being all in. Clippers have been all in for the last since they got Kawhi and Paul George. I think <clears> this is just them maximizing their roster, maximizing their window. But I, they, yeah. they've been all in. I think like once James Harden came on the board, like you've seen that they were the first team that jumped at him. So I don't. I think they would have made this move if it was if they had the ability to get like let's say Bradley Bill last year, for instance. Let's say he was going for the cheap and they were able to get him. They would have did that. I think they've been all in. 
it was just, you know, James Harden was available. And obviously this is one of his destinations where he wanted to be. But uh, yeah. tickets, you want to you want to chime in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, Playboy? What's, What's going on, man? Um, you know, it goes back to what I was saying yesterday, man. Um, the James, the guys like James Harden, these guys, did they reach their peak and their, their limits in their career? Did they push themselves to be the best that they can be? James Harden routinely has not. He has not pushed himself to be great uh, as he could be. He has shown flashes and moments where he could do it, but you have to be consistent in that when you want to achieve things and be great. James Harden has shown consistency of going to strip clubs. He has shown consistency of being unprofessional. He has shown consistency of quitting on teams. He has shown consistency of throwing coaches, throwing teammates, throwing organizations under the bus. So he has shown consistency of doing all the wrong things, which will ruin the franchise. And I don't know why the L.A. Clippers, a franchise who is right now in peace and harmony, a franchise who out of all three games have had all three of their stars playing in all the games to start the season. Meanwhile, you've had other teams like the Suns and these guys that can't even get that big three on the court yet and will continue to miss games. I don't know why they would do that. Excuse me, uh, risk wrecking your locker room by bringing James Harden in, which is the reason why the – Houston Rockets didn't want him because of his mentality and his approach to the game. Him still feeling like he can lead the league and scoring, which he won't be able to do with the L.A. Clippers. His shots won't be the same with the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard will be the number one option. Paul George will be the number two option. James Harden will have to be the number three option. And then what is your whole purpose of leaving Philly? Because you wanted to be the number one option. So now you're leaving from the number one option to going to be the number three option, but you're supposed to be happy, but you wanted to stay in Philly. You wanted to get your money in Philly. You were mad and wanted Doc Rivers to be fired because you wanted a bigger role in the offense. So now you come to L.A. and what are you going to do? So all that's going to happen is, is Tyron Lue and the rest of these guys, when they see he don't play defense because you know how Tyron Lue good, he's not going to play with you. going to yank you out the game and sit you down. And once that happens a couple of times, James Harden's attitude and mentality is going to spoil the team. Once you put one rotten apple in a bunch, it's going to spoil that entire bunch. That's why they say one rotten apple can spoil the bunch. So once they're losing on a Tuesday night, you understand what I'm saying? In December, and James Harden is in a strip club somewhere out in L.A., partying, dancing, doing whatever, not caring about whatever they else held, whatever the hell else they got going on. I don't want to hear none of the stripper fans complaining, saying, why do we do this, this, that, and the third? No. You guys, and then last thing I want to say, too. Uh, this is an indictment on Tyron Lue. If I was Doc Rivers, I'd never trust Tyron Lue ever again. You were my assistant coach. You snaked me and got the head coaching job behind my back. You seen James Harden got me fired, quit on me, ran me out. I'm supposed to be your guy because I helped you get in the game. You come take him and bring him on your team after he got me fired with this other team? We're not cool no more, though. Because I'm going to tell you something. Somebody disrespects me like in a, in a way. Or somebody disrespects you in a way like that, I'm not finna bring them over here and, and get and give them a life jacket to save them. It's not gonna happen. So the LA Clippers, I picked them to go to the finals. I am rejecting that pick now. Uh, I feel like James Harden is a cancer and he's hurting to the team. And now, what do you do to Russ? Who has been a model citizen? Russell Westbrook, as this season is going, currently is shooting 60% from the field, 49% from the three-point line, and has not been a problem. In the first three games of this season. It's not crying about shots. It's not crying about role. It's fitting in and doing his job. The Clippers are two and one. 60% from the field, not taking bad shots, not taking wild, erratic shots, doing all this foolishness. 49 from the three. And now we're going to bring in James Harden and do what? Ask Russell Westbrook now, hey, Russ, uh, we're going to need you to 
take another step back and go to the bench. We already asked you, you know what I'm saying, to take less money to come back. Now we're going, nah, man. Nah, it's not going to, it's not, it's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. And, and, and you think James Harden's going to go over there and push them over the top? What happens if Kawhi gets hurt and you got to rely on James Harden? You trust James Harden to step up from what you've seen, not only last year, not only the year before last, not only the year before that, and 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 the year before that. We expect him to do something new at 34 years old? Stop playing, Ron. It's easy work, man. So if, 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 if we're talking about James Harden now in this offense, wouldn't his – like you would have thought that, that with him playing with Embiid, you know, he was getting better looks. But now he's playing with three other guys that are going to open up the offense for him even more. So shouldn't he shouldn't he advance their offense too? The thing I'm worried about with him is you've got three other ball handlers. James Harden needs the basketball in his hands. That's what I'm thinking about with this group more than anything. The fact that he is the primary ball handler everywhere he's been. Russ has also been the primary ball handler everywhere he's been. When he got to the Lakers, it didn't work because they took the ball out of Russ's hand. Russ doesn't play off the ball. James Harden can't play off the ball. Now you got a guy in Kawhi Leonard who can play off the ball sometimes. Paul George, who also can play off the ball sometimes. But a lot of times these guys are ball dominant. So you got four ball dominant guys. Four ball dominant guys with James Harden being the most ball dominant. Yeah, and but I should say those, those guys are, were ball dominant without a point guard. You know what I mean? Without, like now, now they got now they got a point guard. So they don't what they need to be ball, what they need the ball for. Y'all set some down picks. Come get the ball. Like James got it. He can distribute Bob, the ball to them. Bob, it sounds that easy, but they got three dudes who probably do some of the most dribbling in the NBA. I would say these three dudes are over the last four years have been top ten in dribbles per possession. If we're Without talking about Paul George, if we're talking Without about Paul George, Paul George has had point guards. But if we're talking about the Paul last, George, the last three years, who who they have on the point over there at the, with the Clippers? If we're talking Brady about Jackson? Paul George, and Pat Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, it's just it's just their nature. It's their game. They have to dribble the ball. They have to dribble to score. They have to dribble to do anything. So it's like. <laughs> How do you run an offense with that? Well, you got three dudes. I don't think they have the to, Ron. I, I think I think they're professional basketball players, and they can more than they they'd be more than okay without standing around dribbling the ball. I think I think Paul George Paul George dribbling the air out the ball is actually a hindrance to the game. And yeah, you might you might see that. Oh, they do. They have been dribbling the ball a lot, but now that they now that Paul George isn't going to be standing around dribbling the air out the ball, it's actually going to be a positive. Who, who's to say he's not? Paul George, I'm like, I'm the number two option. Get out of my way, me, James Harden. You just Let me give you a perfect example, Ron. I come in here every day. <laughs> I get into it with Chilltown. I get into it with Mars. I get into it with Damo and these all these guys, right? But you know what? I go to bat with them, and I, I go hoop with them any day. You know why? Because I know Mars going to put in the time, put in the work, do the studying, do the film watching. I know he's going to do the work. I know Chilltown is going to come in and do the work required. You understand what I'm saying? To win, regardless if we get into it. Same thing with Damo. I can say whatever I want to say with, about Damo. Damo watches the goddamn Detroit Pistons. That should let you know something about Damo. He watches and knows about the Charlotte Hornets, bro. So that let me know something about these guys. Bob, he's a, he's a Sacramento Kings fan. He can talk to them about them up and down. Bro, James Harden, bro. What is the reason why Russ left Houston? And what was said, 
James Harden's unprofessionalism. So everybody says you're talking about everything but basketball. That is the problem with James Harden. It's about everything else except basketball with him. It's about $100,000 on honey buns for a little baby. It's about James Harden in a strip club after a Tuesday night that you took an L that everybody should be in a hotel somewhere watching film trying to get ready for the next game. It's about the James Harden who asked Doc Rivers to go to the strip club during the NBA finals, then I mean NBA playoffs, excuse me, then shows up the next game and drops four points on three of 15 shooting for the game. So when I look at these guys in this room, we get into it every day. I talk shit to these guys every day. I get heated, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I, they are willing to put in the work. I respect that. That's the part I, I do. Whether I, I agree with you or not, whether I think you capping or not, I know they're going to put in the necessary work. James Hard has never proven in his career that he is willing to do that. He has never proven that he is willing to be a professional basketball player where he commits himself to the game and to the team as to where you can be great. Bro, we've been doing this show for a year. Mars committed himself. Shield committed himself. Bob has committed himself. You commit yourself, Ron. Damo has committed himself. Y'all all have been here for damn near most of the whole time. The whole year since we started one, episode one. Bro, James Harden have had no consistency. He have left every situation crying and have had an excuse since he left Houston. Bro, it's over with, bro. It ain't no coming in to save this team. And the first time something goes wrong, what do you think is going to happen with James Harden? He's on a one-year deal. He's playing for his NBA career. So you think he's just going to come in here, take a back seat, not be upset when we know Ty Lue makes the tough decisions. Ty Lue will sit you on the bench if you ain't playing no deep and cut your minutes. You may play 18, 19 minutes. Well, how is that going to go over with James Harden when he got to go to the postgame press conference? Well, we've seen him do it before and not only call the general manager who's supposed to be his best. This man turned on his best friend. His best friend who let him go to every strip club, who made every concession, got him to Lear private jets, did everything, got him all the holes he wanted, Ron, did everything this man wanted. He turned on this guy. This sound like a hell of a best friend to come me, on, bro. Come on, bro. Mm -hmm. But we supposed to trust him <laughs> to be the missing piece to come in here and help this team win a championship? When with James Harden, the Houston Rockets, and Ime Udoka said, uh-uh, we don't want him. He didn't go over there talking about winning a championship and being the best for the team. He went over there talking about I can lead the league and scoring again. Come on, bro. Like it's easy. I, I think that's a little different though, ticket, because going to the going to him going to the, the Houston Rockets, they're they're still not championship contenders. Him coming to the Clippers is a different situation. They 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 can't continue. I mean, worst from the worst James, I see you at the library. The one in Anaheim, though. Oh, we've already seen Bob, we've already seen. This story with him and Westbrook. We seen the story didn't work right. twice. We seen that twice already. Bro, listen, James Harden, forget LeBron James, forget KD. This dude has played with the most superstars in NBA history and don't have a championship, bro. He should be getting the most criticism out of any player in the league. You've been an All you got to do is come and distribute, though. All you got to do is come no, and distribute. That, that's not that's true. That's all he had to do it's last year. It's easy to say that. That's it's all he had to, to do last that. year, too, when he was with Joel B. He's playing this, the league MVP, and he, and he was he 20 and 10. He was 20 and 10. And he was 20 and 10. He did his job. And, 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 this and, is and a look better, what happened. This is a better team. This is a better team. Damn, Big Ox, he was playing with the league MVP. It wasn't like he was playing with a good player. He was playing with the league MVP. 
was hurt in the playoffs, which we seem to be what, and, 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 and he's going from a guy being hurt in the playoffs to two guys doing the same thing. Who's this has been there watching the last we, we four years. Like, oh, well, he had this MVP and he couldn't do it. Like, the MVP was hurt. So, right. Maybe that might be the problem. Maybe that might be the, the, the problem, Oz. But here's the difference. The difference is that now we're moving over to two guys who are the same thing, who are also hurt. So are we looking at the same story again? Yes. What, what, what contender is there in the NBA that James Harden could go to that wouldn't have injury questions? The Denver Nuggets. That's it. Every other team, we're going to say the same questions. No matter where he went. He went to Milwaukee. That's well, Giannis hurt in the playoffs. Dame hasn't played in the playoffs since 2021. And then in 2020, guess who was hurt in the playoffs? Damian Lillard. If he goes to the Warriors, well, Steph Curry's been hurt quite a lot recently. Draymond right. Green's been hurt. Clay right. Thompson's had two career-ending injuries, and he's still there. And, he's been hurt. Chris Paul, he's been hurt. Every, every contending team in the NBA. LeBron James has been hurt. Anthony Davis has been hurt. Every contending team in the NBA has injury concerns. Even Jamal Murray has torn his ACL in the last two years. Correct. All of them have injury concerns. So no matter what team he went to, we would just be making the same point. Well, they have injury concerns. If he went to Dallas, guess what? Well, Kyrie's always hurt. No matter what team he went to, we'd be making the same problem. So what, should he just leave the NBA? To the clown in the comments. Even, even, even the Celtics, Morris. Even the Celtics, Morris. Jalen Brown was missed the playoffs in 2021 because of injury. KP's injury prone, so... I mean, Porzingis too, yes. All right. of them. I mean, that's, that's not understand. Injuries are part of the game. We all it we is. all know that. But, is, but it's also but, a level of history too, though. Which Embiid has that. But but with all due fairness, so we're gonna fall back on this Clipper, every time. We talk the, 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 the clip, but, yeah, but that's that's the point. No matter what team you talk about, we're gonna be talking about injuries. Okay, who so we've been talking so, about the most, though, Mars. That's the difference. And and not only who have we been talking about the most, who has it hurt the most? There's 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 one thing to talk about injuries in the playoffs as the opposed system. to. Uh, no, it has not. No question about it. Nah, Kawhi got hurt every other year. Kawhi has been hurt every other year. Kawhi has been hurt every other year. What makes y'all want to value Kawhi's injuries more than Joel's? Joel's injuries have been hurt. Kawhi Leonard has had season-ending injuries. Every single year in the playoffs, outside the year, they got walked down by the Denver Nuggets. Every single year he's been with the Clippers, Kawhi Leonard has had a season-ending injury. Except for the year that he got walked down by Denver. And what year has Joel Embiid not been hurt? No, but he played. The, the, that's no, the difference. He's been, he's been available. He's been available. criticism about how badly he plays. So who cares? No, no, no. But Mars, here, here's a difference, though. But, here's, here's a difference. If Kawhi playing at seventy percent or at sixty percent, that's better than him not on the court at all. What we're saying to you is, is this: this dude has him his injury specifically has annihilated this team's hopes. Him getting hurt last year destroyed them in the Sun series. Him getting hurt the year they went to the Western Conference Finals destroyed them having a chance to get to and win the Western Conference Finals and go to the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. Him getting hurt the other year destroyed them from being able to even make the playoffs. They didn't even make the play. They didn't even make the play in, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, no, they, they made the play in. Let me ask you, Chicken, because I've, I've heard you up here. I've heard you up here say last year when, when because remember, I mean, PG was PG was already out from that from that terrible looking uh, hyperextension last year. Right. But Kawhi went out. Get, Kawhi went out with game two, and, right. and I mean, and you right, you rightfully so have praised Russell Westbrook and um, Norman Powell for for the efforts they put in to 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 try to win that series. And I commend right. those brothers. You know, y'all know I'm a big Norman Powell fan. Do do we think that maybe if James Harden was on that squad too, maybe they had more action no. in winning that series? No, because no? James Harden doesn't. He doesn't possess. 
He doesn't have what you need to have to get you to the next level, bro. We've seen this, and now he's older. And, and that's the thing. He's older now, so it ain't like he's getting younger and reversing in time, bro. Bro, he has shown you his entire career that when it is time, when it is the moment, he will not deliver. It doesn't matter if it's against the San Antonio Spurs and they're weakened. He won't deliver in the game you need him to deliver. It won't matter if you're in a game seven at home and your team is on route to missing 27 three-pointers in a row. He won't put his head down and take the ball to the rack. He won't do it. It doesn't matter if you're in a game seven. You're with the Philadelphia 76ers against the Boston Celtics and you just torched their ass for 40-something, two games in the series, that last game, you can't not depend on this dude to step up, come through, and have a closeout game, bro. So what we're saying is, is that James Harden has proven to be a guy who you cannot depend on off the court or on the court in the biggest moments. And that's the same thing I said to you about Damian Lillard. That is the same mm -hmm. thing I've said to you about various other players. And to the brother right. in the comment section who said to me, he said, Ticket, well, you uh you said you said you hate these guys, but you bro, Kobe Bryant hated half his teammates. How many fucking championships did he win with them? All right then, shut and, your bitch ass. And, 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 and Ma, and, and Mars, if, if the way that Leonard played last season, let's just say for the sake of argument, that injury doesn't take him out of the playoffs, and he can play with that injury. How much more of a chance do the Clippers have in beating the Phoenix Suns as opposed to him being out of the lineup completely? They beat the Suns in five. If Kawhi doesn't go out, they beat the Suns in five. And I'm bringing that up to you, Mars, because I'm thinking about the fact that he's on the floor. We at least have a better chance as opposed to him being out of the lineup. With Joel Embiid being on the floor, I'm not asking you to score 35 or 40, especially when you beat up like that. Like you, you mentioned, Mars, that he's hurt the way he's hurt. Okay, but there's uh, we we do have a chance when you're on the floor, and when you're on the floor, you could do the other stuff to help us win basketball games. When you're not on the floor, that eliminates our chances. That completely eliminates our chances. So when a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who is out for the season, we don't have a shot at winning the NBA championship with him out. When he's out, when he tears, when he partially tears his ACL against the against the Utah Jazz, when we're on our way to the NBA championship, we're out now. We don't have a shot at winning this thing. And then last season, when he's now out of the playoffs, the way he was playing, clearly outplaying KD in that series, we now no longer have a shot at winning this series. No longer do we have that. With Joel Embiid on the floor, even though he's beat up and even though he's banged up and he's hurt, we at least have a shot because he can do other things. Yo, Damo, I want to I wanna hear from you on this trade and your thoughts and feelings. And so nobody's going to talk about how Philly won this trade. You they didn't won this trade. I'm about to say uh, that's what that's what I've been waiting to say. I don't know. I mean, listen, I came in late. Sorry, I had World War II in my bathroom. Uh, nigga was late. Listen, um, I don't know if y'all only stuck to the Clippers side of things. No, I hope not. Philly. I'm about to say because I'm looking at this trade from a Philly aspect. This is like one of the first lose lose trades I've seen in a bit, especially after seeing the Dame trade and seeing how every team won in a way. Like you can see how every team won. In this trade, to me at least, it seems like both these teams lost. I have no, I have no idea what they're cooking to Philadelphia when they made that trade. And I seen the trade details. The first thing I tweeted out: Do these niggas not need a guard? Was no guard available at all? Like you don't, you're just going around um, Melton and you're relying on Melton and Maxi to rely to, to handle all guard responsibilities. Because looking at the scene, unless you're moving Kelly Oubre down. You're about to play Daniel House more. I think I think what you're missing is this, Damo. 
Yeah. Okay, I think so Philly won the trade. Big, I, well, I'm about to tell you. I think Philly won the trade big time, and, I, and this is what I'm gonna tell big you. Time. I think this is what I think they're also gonna do. I don't think they're gonna stay on those guys. Mm-hmm. I think I think Philly. You'll see Philly make a move, and I told you guys this first. I think you're gonna see them make a move for Malcolm Brogdon to get him over there. I think because I think that Portland is gonna trade Malcolm Brogdon, and I think now they have the assets where they can do a deal that is supplement to, 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 to them. Oh, oh, stop right there, ticket. They can't because I watched Portland last night. Scoot need him. They can't trade him. They no, can't. no, no, no. They they are going to listen. I told you Scoot will trade. We're talking about that. Hold on. I told you. Hold on. But y'all don't listen to me on this channel. All y'all do is the gravy. But let me say this. Uh, back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying to Damo. Philly won this trade. And I'm gonna tell Damo why Philly won this trade. First of all, you got rid of your problem, the biggest problem, the biggest crybaby, and the biggest detriment to a guy like Tyrese Maxey. That's one. For one, you've unlocked Tyrese Maxey. Secondly, what you have done is now is is this. You have not only brought toughness, but you have brought uh, apps you have extended you understand what i'm saying your length and your ability to defend on the perimeter and those guys you're gonna have to play in the eastern conference with guys like robert covington who played his best when he was in philly that was his best basketball in philly before he left philly. so robert covington helps him big time also you're looking at a 10 years ago hold on no 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 but robert covington's still in his prime he's still young i'd rather have robert covington right now than pj tucker and that's a fact. P.J. Tucker couldn't even score the basketball. Mm-hmm. Robert Covington can give you uh, def- uh, great perimeter defense and hit threes. And so not, not only that, then you also look at the other pieces. They got Morris, a veteran guy who can come off your bench and give you some good time and help you defend threes and fours off the bench in limited minutes. And then, like I said, Kelly Oubre Jr., he's going to be big for this team. So whether you start him or bring him up the bench, now you can slide him into the starting lineup in the P.J. Tucker spot. He fits in seamlessly in that starting lineup because he can fill it up and now you have guys you can come off the bench with in these role players. Nick Batum, he was a great role player for the Clippers. He can give the uh, uh, Philadelphia 76ers great mi- a few great minutes, come in, spread the floor, hit threes. He's still long, he's still lengthy, and he's a wily veteran and understand the game. And then they got multiple draft picks in this thing. So now moving forward, you still have good dr- you still have multiple draft picks going forward in this game. So I think they did a good job because what they're doing now is they keyed in on Maxi. They got extra pieces that can help fill out their bench. So now their bench doesn't have so much questions. They got off P.J. Tucker's bad contract because he was on a three-year, $33 million contract at 38 years old. That's criminal. The contract he was on for him not to be able to score a bucket in a starting lineup. And then, like I said, you got younger and got a guy who played the absolute best basketball of his career when he was with the Philadelphia 76ers. And these guys fit perfectly into the scheme into which Nick Nurse likes to do. He likes to defend crush you all over the court, trap you. Well, now he has the personnel with guys like Robert Covington and guys uh, like Kelly Oubre Jr. to do exactly that. And then you don't have that much of slippage and fall off when Kelly comes out the game and you put Robert Covington in the game. Or, like I said, you can use Morris. As Morris can spread the floor and hit threes, you can play him beside Joel Embiid at times. And that helps Joel Embiid because, like I said, that helps open up the court. And Morris has shown you in the past he can make big shots. He understands how to play in the playoffs. And he can defend his time with with, uh, the Clippers just ran out. So I think that it makes you better as an all-around team. It gives you assets to go and say, hey, uh, Portland, let's do the trade to get Malcolm Brogdon. And if they can get the Malcolm Brogdon trade done, to me, now that makes them – for real, for real, because they showed you already. They're going to be up there in the East as far as top two, top three teams in the East. They okay. they just need that one point guard, like like you said, and I agree, but Malcolm Brogdon is a guy that's being shot by, by Portland right now. They're shopping him. They'll probably try to go get him. If they get a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, who's a good point guard, not trying to, you know what I'm saying, knows how to pick and choose the spots, knows how to run an offense, I'm sold on the Philly team 
making a, a serious run and potentially getting to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. Um. Yeah. I'm great assessment. It, it sounds nice on paper. I don't care about none of that you just said, honestly, looking at this team and looking at what their bench is and seeing how their bench is made up of mostly either a undersized big and Mo Bamba and the rest are forwards, and that's really it. Again, they need more guard depth with this team. I understand people are saying, oh, they have Pat Bev. Nigga, I don't like Pat Bev. So saying, oh, they got Pat Bev, that doesn't move me. I'm, you can call it bias, you can call it hate, whatever. I'm not a Pat Bev guy. So having Pat Bev is not moving the needle when having a backup guard. You're running Kelly Oubre at the two, and listen, maybe I'm I'm not going to lie, like I'm watching all Philly games because obviously I've been watching, like Tiki said, I've been watching all Detroit, Charlotte. Man, I've been watching everything y'all don't want to watch, for real, for real. So I haven't been watching Philly. Is Kelly Oubre creating his own shots every time? Is he he's doing that and he's, and he's playing he off create? the ball. He's yeah, doing he's, that and he's playing off the ball. Okay, he's Kelly, Kelly, cool. Kelly Oubre is also coming off the bench, too. De'Anthony no, Melton starts. No, no, no. I know De'Anthony Melton starting, and I, I figured he's starting. I'm saying in terms of guard depth. If Kelly Oubre is there, too, and he's creating his own shot, cool. From what I remember from Kelly, he was more of a streaky guy when it came to scoring. He wasn't just a flamethrower. He was a guy that could create, but for the most part, you want him in there with a creator. But if he's creating his own shot for Philly, cool. New Oubre is unlocked. Fine. I just don't feel comfortable with you guys trading y'all's playmaker for a bundle of washed forwards. I don't. I don't. Robert well, that's, Covington. That's hold, on, hold on. Robert Covington Robert was Covington, one of, statistically. Robert Covington was one of the best players in the NBA last year off the bench uh, for the Clippers. Statistically, you can look this up. He was one of the best players in the league. Look it up. He was the best player. He was. He was the, one of the most efficient players and best players in the minutes he got off that bench. And that's why people are so upset that Tyron Lue didn't give him a bigger role. You can look that up. I ain't just making that up. Okay, again, Robert Covington is one year younger than James Harden. He's 33. He's not young. He, he, he's not a young guy. And I'm, I would be fair. I would feel comfortable saying he's not the same Robert Covington that was in Philly last time. This is a different Robert Covington. But that's fine. I'm not saying Robert Covington is a bad deal. It's just when you have, when again, three washed forwards in this deal – it just doesn't seem worth it to me seeing the team you are. You already have an abundance of forwards. I felt they needed more guards. I looking at this trade, I thought at least I thought at least Terrence Mann was coming back over here. When I looked and seen three 38-year-old small forwards and some draft picks, which I don't know why y'all are just so I don't know why people get sold on a team getting draft picks if they've shown you a history of not being able to draft well. Who's the last good Philly pick? We watched the process crumble and die. Since the process picks, who have they picked in the later rounds at the at the bottom of the lottery, at the top of after the lottery? Who is that pick that's panned out? Like, what are we talking about? Like, so them getting picks, them them getting picks ain't moving it for me. And yes, they did get Kenyon Martin Jr. But me, I don't think they're gonna play him. There's too many forwards here. Unless Paul Reed's not going to play now. But I'd be damned if I see Paul Reed and Kenyon Martin Jr. on the court together. Well, I What the fuck? Like, what well, the, Robert Covington what? shot 39. He shot 39 for the three last year. I'll take that with Philly. He also, the year before that, shot 45 from the three. I'll take that with Philly. So the last the year, yeah, last year he shot 39. The year before they shot 45 from the three. They need that with the spacing that you need with Joel Embiid and guys like Maxi. So I disagree with you on that. If you can shoot the ball and spread the court and you're tall and athletic like him that can guard that position and you're not asked to play so many minutes, I can accept that. Also, you're looking at a guy, like I said, because P.J. Tucker was giving absolutely nothing offensively, period. Couldn't score the ball anymore. And then defensively, he's just old. So that that is an upgrade, in my opinion, as far as that movement. 
uh, Marcus Morris, again, he just fell out of the rotation with the Clippers. He has stopped playing well with, within their schemes and just fell out of the rotation uh, over there. But I don't think that he is just absolutely just to a point where there's no return. I just think he just needed a, a, a fresh start with this team. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Morris, like I said, he's a wily veteran. He's a good guy. And guess what? Even on his worst day last year, Marcus Morris still was averaging 15 and a half points per game. So you got a guy, Marcus Morris, who averaged 15 and a half points per game, but you're sitting over here dumbing him down. He shot 36 from the three last year, shot 43 from the field. So that was last year. This year, as in a lower role, he was averaging 11 points per game. So, I mean, you got a guy that averaged 11, another dude that shot 49, uh, excuse me, that shot uh, 39% from the three in Robert Covington. You also got another young up-and-coming player that the Clippers gave them. Uh, I forgot his name, uh, Mars. You probably remember his name. Uh, the up the young guy that they gave up in this deal too the the, uh, the Clippers I forget his name um, KJ Martin or Brandon yeah. Boston yeah 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 Wait, they yeah. have a Brandon Boston I think so yeah no yeah well, I, I, I know they gave up KJ I know they gave up KJ I'm talking about KJ I'm talking about KJ so yeah I know they gave up KJ me personally that's better than having James Harden on a one year deal because like I said before James Harden is on a one year deal so. With the Clippers and, da- and Dama, so, why don't you and Dama keep going? I'm sorry, ticket. Keep going. No, I'm saying if the Clippers if, chill. If, if James Harden fails this year and walks away, the Clippers just lost all of that in the picks for nothing. And Dama, what's what what what's what's all your, of what? What, what what's what's the your picks issue? and all the players I just told you? I'm just trying to make sense of of of, of the of the issue with with the guards because I love. Moving off of James Harden and giving the basketball to Maxi, I love that. I'm not asking. I, I love that. I think that yeah. this is your. I think this is your franchise point guard. To be quite honest with you, I just hate the fact that Doc and and Sam Cassell aren't there anymore because I don't think that he's going to be. I think he's going to be good with Nick Nurse. Don't get me wrong. I think he averaging like. I, I think as, as of right now, he's averaging like thirty and six. Thirty six like and six. And yeah, chill. That, that's like, my biggest thing. Yeah, what you just like, said is my biggest thing in the whole trade. Sometimes less is more. We've seen this. Every year with sports, when you give away a star player and you be like, man, what is this team going to do? How are they going to make up for his production? What, how do they continue to be successful? And the next guy literally steps up and does the same thing. Maxie is going to have more of an impact than James Harden ever did with Joel Embiid. He's, he's shown it over the last couple more. playoff runs. He literally has outplayed James Harden in the playoffs the last couple years. Like, like, I don't understand why we're forgetting what Maxi did last year. Now, he literally looked like the best player on the Philadelphia roster. The year before that, he had a, he had a coming out party. We acted like it was just a fraud, uh, just a fluke. We was like, we got to see him do it again. He came back the next year, did it again. Not only that, he came back this year, and I know it's just three games. This is this has been the, the, the theme of our show so far this week. It's only been three games, but he's averaging 36 and six. And I think I think this is the reason why Philly felt comfortable going ahead and pulling that trigger. It's like, yo, we don't need James Harden. And these young boys over here rolling. Not only that, Ron, Tobias Harris, his role is going to get bigger. And then not only that, let's look at this. Uh, Damo, I got a little more ether for you. I think you underrating Kelly Oubre Jr. The last uh, in his ability to score the basketball. The last six years in the league, Kelly Oubre Jr. gave you 16.9, 18.7. 15.4, 15, 20.3, and this year he's averaging 19 a game with Philly. I don't, I, that, to me, who was that's he playing shot. with? He and he's shooting this? 50%. Hold on. He's shooting 50% from the field this year. Now he is only shooting 31 from the three, 50 from the field, 31 from the three. He's shooting 93 from the free throw line. 
And he's averaging 19 points a game so far this year with Philly. So he's fitting into his role perfectly. That ain't no, that ain't, I mean, he's going to put up those type of numbers. He's shown you, and the reason why I called out his other years, he's shown you that he can score numbers, good teams or bad teams. He can give you decent numbers. He can give you decent production offensively. So for you, when you, when you said that, I think that kind of defeats your point of his offensive production when the last six years he's averaged around 17 points per game in the NBA the last six I, years. I never career. questioned his offensive production. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying how the team. he scores the ball. Right, no, no, I'm saying, right. I told you he scores on and off the basketball. He scores off Fair. a spot up three-pointers <clears> in the corner, and he scores in, he scores in a variety of ways, and that's the thing I like about Kelly. He scores a lot in transition, running the ball, which is what Maxie does. Maxie gets it and pushes it and goes, and then him running and filling in those lanes gets him a lot of easy buckets. He also scores as far as uh, corner shots where he spreads out the floor, uh, drive and, and kick situations where he'll get open shots. He scores that way. He also scores on trash buckets where he'll get tip-ins mm-hmm. and things like that. Kelly Oubre Jr. scores in a variety of ways, and he's got a lot of energy, and he's a very good defensive piece, bro. I think you getting Tucker out the way it gives him more minutes and gives him more of an opportunity. And then Tobias Harris, the biggest key to the Philadelphia 76ers, success or, not, or non-success, in my opinion, Tobias Harris, the most unappreciated player in the National Basketball Association, he's giving you 19.7 points per game this year with James Harden out of there. With James Harden over hold on to Till. With James Harden on the team the last couple of years, Harris's production went down, and they all trashed Tobias Harris. Right now, as we speak, Tobias Harris is averaging 19.7 points per game on 66% from the field, 55% from the three, and he's shooting shots. He, he's shooting uh, 66 from the field, 55 from the three, and he's shooting 80 through 81 from the free throw line, giving you 19.7 points, 4, 4.7 rebounds, and four point, uh, excuse me, 4.7 rebounds and two assists per game, and a steal, and 1.3, oh, excuse me, 1.3 blocks per game. So I love his production. I love the way James Harden go. Everybody else can step up and play their game. So I think Philly won, Damo, and I, I think there's more reason to just who you got and who you lost, I think is what everybody else can do. I, I never once mentioned them losing James Harden being a problem here. I understand them getting rid of James Harden being out of that locker room is a plus. I get that. I'm just talking about player for player, who got what and what package. I see this as a lose-lose for both teams. I don't see Harden fitting on the Clippers at all. I said that it's offseason. And looking at the Sixers team, you're talking about all the scoring Kelly Oubre is doing. If you go back and look at the track record of guys he played with, which is why I asked, who does he? Who has he played with? He's playing with playmaking point guards throughout his career. He's played with point guards who is going to try to get him the ball. Not saying he can't score by himself, which is why I asked: Is he actually creating for himself? But regardless, he's playing with point guards who are playmaking and making sure guys are getting their shots. When it comes to Tyrese Maxey, we're throwing thirty-seven and six out there like these are lead guard numbers. Motherfuckers won't call Steph Curry a point guard with those numbers. Well, I this, look. This is my Steph, thing, hold on, hold on, hold on. Steph Curry averages six to five assists, and niggas will say he needs Draymond to be the point guard. He needs other facilitators. Get Chris Paul down there. That's not point guard. That's a shooting guard. Tyrese Maxey gets this, and now it's, oh, yeah, lead ball guard. I can't wait to see him unleash. Nigga, Maxey can score. I'm not doubting his scoring. That's fine. I have not seen him be the level of playmaker where I'm like, I trust you to get everybody else going. That's just me. I'm not trying to be a hater. I like Maxie's game. As a scorer, I like him to score the ball, 
but they need more guards. They need other guys to create for other guys. Now, if you're telling me D'Anthony Melton is about to be the secondary playmaker and make up for the playmaking difference, what that team needs, not just from having, from losing James Harden, just what they need, what Joel Embiid need to get his shots, what Tobias Harris need to get his shots. Knowing all that, if we're going to say, oh, yeah, let's let's rock with Maxi, I'm waiting to find do, out. Do, 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 Go ahead, Chip. Do they need another? Do they need other guards, or does the offense need to change? Because we do no, have chill. a big, we we we, we do have a big foul. Damo's full of shit. No, respectfully, Damo is is full of shit. He's full of shit. Now he already said he blew the hinges off the toilet this morning. That he said that, not me. He's literally full of shit, and I'm gonna tell y'all why. Why are we crying about his playmaking? Chill town. Joel Embiid is averaging 31. Tobias Harris is averaging. Excuse me. Uh, Max is averaging 30. Tobias is averaging almost 20, 19.7. And Kelly Oubre Jr. is averaging 19 points per game. Do that sound like they got a problem distributing the fucking basketball? No. It sounds like a nigga that's like I it said. It sounds like they had somebody distributing the fucking basketball. On, because what Ron, nobody's having a problem doing? getting their shot off. They got four dudes averaging damn near 20 on the team. That's on the team right now. Joel Who's on that team ticket? Who's on that team ticket? Joel Embiid at 31. Right, I'm talking about right now. Right now. Joel Embiid's at 31. Tobias Harris, 19.7. And Kelly Oubre Jr. is at 19 points per game. They don't have, they don't seem to have any problems with other guys getting their shots. So what you just said is a load of crap. And I'm gonna say it again. They almost beat, they almost, they all hold on. They almost beat the Bucks the other night, and they should have won that game. And I like the Bucks. They should have won that game because that play from Giannis should have never counted when he passed it the game. They should have won that game. So it without James Harden. So what I'm saying, all I'm saying to you is, is this: they have four players averaging damn near 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem with basketball right. distribution, sir. Right, right. You're right. So a three-game sample size is large enough for you to understand that, that that's all you need to see to know that this is what the cable are doing for the whole season. Correct? No, Dama, we're not doing no, that. No, 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 no. Chill, stop. Chill, stop. No, nigga. Stop trying to say it, chill. Chill, I'm not asking you. Chill, no. No, no. Stop trying to say this, nigga, bro. No, no, no. Take it away. 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 Let me finish my question. Wait. Take it. Hold on. Wait, wait, It's just yes or no. It's just yes or no. Hold on. Wait, wait. It's a two-parter. It's a two-parter. If you're saying yeah, hold on. If you're saying yes, the three-game sample size for the Sixers is long enough for you to be like, yeah, this is what they can say in all season. Yes. Go ahead and pay Jalen his fucking money because Vin- Wimby is not averaging no, 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 twenty-five in three games. I'll get the fuck out of here. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on. Size. Give him his money. Give Jalen his money. It's been three games. Give Jalen his money. Damo, let me answer my question so I slow Ether your ass. The reason why I said yes is because I fast cook oh, shit, nigga. I'm a microwave. Damo, I don't need no fucking Damo, slow cooker. Hold on, Damo. Get to I'm the point. I'm gonna ask you a question now, Damo. I'm gonna ask you a question. Now. I'm gonna ask you a question, Damo. How many years in a row have you seen Joel Embiid average thirty? One. How many have, have have there been other years where Kelly Oubre has averaged nineteen points a game? No. Yes, there has yes. been. Yes, yes last, year. last year. Right, last right, year. Right, last right. year. Okay, yeah. okay. So you've seen him do it before, right? You've seen him do it before. Okay, have we ever seen Tobias Harris have 19 points per game? Yeah. All right, then shut your bitch ass up. You lost. Have you not seen him average out with playmates? No, 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 no. What teams was he on? What teams was he on? What teams was he on? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to cook you right now. Peter Harlan. Who was Tobias Harris' point guard when he was doing it with the Clippers? 
with the Clippers when he was averaging blah, 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 Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. When he was leading the team, when he was leading the team and scoring, averaging damn near 20. Did he have a all-the-world play, playmaking point guard, or was he playing with Lemon Pepper Lou and guys like Pat Beverly and those guys? Answer the question, dog, because I'm finna cook your ass three the hard way. You finna get annihilated today. Ain't nobody stopped Joel and B. James Harden or not from averaging 30 a game. He gonna get 30. Kelly Oubre Jr. has showed you on good teams, bad teams, mid-teams, any team, he can put up numbers. 15 and up. That's guaranteed per season last six years in a row. Don't matter yeah, who the y'all y'all beating around the bush though. Y'all beating around the bush. Let's get let's get let's get to let's get to the nitty-gritty, y'all. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of this. What's the nitty-gritty? I'm about to tell you right now, Showtown, because I, I, I already said last year. I said last year in low in low and Jump me because I, 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 I said Tito's. Tito, I'm sorry. Is he not a playmaker point guard? Is is that Milos not a playmaker point guard? Is he not? This shit don't even matter. That shit don't even matter. Did you hear what he just said, Bob? Y'all arguing about the question? No, no, Bob. Did you hear what he just said? I didn't hear. Tell the dosage. They said tell the dosage, Bob. Yeah, that was he was yes, a solid player. Shout out to Kim Milo. Look though, check it out, check it out. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all. That shit don't even matter. Who gives a shit what Tobias Harris averaged 13 years ago? What I'm talking about is this. Okay. I said I already said last year. Let let Tyrese Maxey uh, get the ball. Mars and Law tried to jump me about that shit. They were extremely disgruntled about that. All right, we passed that right. <laughs> We passed that. Okay, so Ooh, they really lumped you this... up for that one too. Really did. I was like, God damn. <laughs> but look, but look, what I'm trying to say is this. This don't do y'all y'all talk y'all talking about this person average this, this person average that. These fucking 76ers aren't winning shit. Who's who's got five who got five first round draft picks for Joel and B? Because he got to get the hell up out of there. Let's let's get let's get let's get to the real shit. Ty Tyrese Max, he can average 30, 12, and 12. For the first three games of the season, all he wants when it when it comes down to the playoffs, they're getting spanked. It's, it's, I, I disagree, let's, Bob. Let's, yeah, I, I, I do too. I do. But before, before, before we get to that, I know y'all do. I know y'all do. But they always be the Celtics, Bob. He got to get about it. Why do you get spanked, Big Ox? What's the problem? It's because ho ho, stop right there, Big Ox. I'm 100 confident since I've been up here with you, dudes. You've made it clear to me because I said so is not an answer. So I why didn't they say because I said so. Why are they getting spanked? They, What's the problem? Dumbo just said why. What, what do you mean? Bob, 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 they went seven games. I'm going to tell you why. I'm out on Philly. I'm out on Philly. Because they just explain why. Hold on. Hold on. Chill, chill. I'm saying everyone has said why they're not going to win two days ago. Now all of a sudden they have a chance to win. Nicholas Batum, Tobias Harris. What are they about to do? No, Mars, I've been with besides, you on Philly. Besides, besides get their ass whipped in the first round. Mars, I've been with you on Philly since last year. Don't say that, Mars. Don't do that. I've been with you all on all Philly. All I've heard about is how Joel Embiid. No, no, no. I didn't, hold on, Mars. I didn't say that, Mars. I did not say that. I've been with you on Philly. And I told you, and I said, and I said, Remember, I got kicked out the show yesterday, so I wouldn't hear most of the show. He was against but I said, He wasn't with No, 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 no. You're not hearing what I'm saying. No, no. Listen to what I'm saying. I said, Mars. That to what I've seen right now, Philly is right there with the Bucks. We saw the first game with the Bucks. To me, they're better than the Miami Heat right now. T to me, I gotta see them play the Celtics, but I think they're on the same level with the Celtics and the Bucks. That don't mean what, that they're the trash. Sixers? Yes. With Tobias Harris and Kelly Oubre. 
bro, we just saw the Bucks. We just saw the Bucks lose. We just saw the Bucks lose to the um to what you call it, bro? Atlanta. We just seen the Bucks lose. They yeah, no, that happens. That's basketball. You, you they got smoked by Atlanta. Hold on, Bob. We just seen them get smoked by Atlanta. Hold on, hold on, Bob. They don't have a problem with the Knicks. The Cavs ain't a problem for them. I need Bob to explain this, Ron. The Cavs ain't no problem for them. I was trying to. The, the, the Knicks ain't a problem for them. The Raptors ain't a problem. The Bulls ain't a problem. None of those other teams, the Orlando is not a problem for them. The only teams they have to worry about is the Celtics and the Bucks. And they can legitimately beat either one of those teams in a seven-game series. Tell me why they can't, Bob. Because is locking all that dumb shit they're, up. Because they're, reliant, because they're reliant on Tobias Harris and Kelly Oubre. That's why. So we're not relying on Jay, we're not relying on 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 Tyrese Maxey and, and on and, I mean, and Tyrese, 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 Tyrese and Joel ain't gonna get it done. It's not enough. You gotta have more than two players to win to win championships and win playoff series. You know that. Bro, even last year, Tobias Harris put up good numbers I in the mean, playoffs. Nick, he played great. Nicholas he played Batum, great in the playoffs. That wasn't his fault. James Harden had a good Tobias oh, Harris man. balled out I'm last year in the playoffs. Hey, I could be wrong. Hey, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not saying my word is law or nothing like that. I'm just saying I disagree. I disagree with what y'all saying. I'm not sold. I'm not. I'm not sold on these players. Once again, you are. You could be right. I could be wrong. I'm just giving. I'm just giving my, my take. I don't. I, do can't, I can't count on Kelly Oubre, Tobias Harris, Robert Covington, and Nicholas Batum. Why though? Why though? There's not enough minutes for all of them to play. I don't think Kelly Oubre Jr. has even played a playoff game before. Yes, he has. He was in Washington. No, no, he, he has. Yeah, he has yeah, when he was yeah, young with his yeah, in Washington. Yeah, he was in Washington. Washington. He was on the play. He was in the playoffs with Washington. Okay, I don't think Kelly Oubre Jr. since he's attended has played a playoff game. So. I'm gonna tell y'all what's 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 my thing with Philly. It's not necessarily like we've only talked about offense. That's all we've talked about this whole time. The the reason why I'm impressed with this Philly team as opposed to the last few years is because they have valid defenders over there. Patrick Beverly, the Anthony Melton is a very, very, very underrated perimeter defender. Kelly Oubre, Robert Covington's another guy that will come over and bring defense. Nicholas Batoon's a he's he's old, but he's he's a solid defender. Joel Embiid, I don't really got to speak on him. You know, he's he's a paint protector. He plays defense when he wants to, when he's not being lazy. They have dirty work guys. Ron, that's that the shit that in, makes me that nuts. Can, when I hear can, stuff like can, very, very underrated. What are we talking about with Melton? Underrated according the, to the what? Anthony like, Melton like, is a good defender in this okay, in the so, NBA. So, so that's not very, very, very underrated. You're talking like he's an all-league defender, or he's like Pat Beverly good or something like that. He, we don't know how good he is. He's on a team. We do know how good he is. We do know how good he is. So he was on a team. We do know how good he is. If I'm not mistaken, was he not in Memphis on a damn good defensive team? Yes, and he was okay, part of the reason why they were a good defensive team. So now he's in Philadelphia. How many defenders did they got that are better defenders than Kelly Uber? On Philly? Yeah, on Philly. How many of their defenders are better defenders than Kelly Uber? Well, perimeter defenders. Perimeter defenders. However you don't know. Okay, so Joel Embiid is a better defender. Um... Maybe Tobias Harris. Not, I think not, he's not, a better, uh, Tobias no. Harris, and I'm not gonna go. I'm not. I don't think he clears Kelly Kelly Oubre, but I do think he's a better defender than Kelly Oubre. He's bigger. He does rebound. I think he's a little. I think he has a little bit more range. Um, let's see who else do they have. Well, PJ Tucker's gone, and I don't think the PJ Tucker even. I, I, I wouldn't even mention PJ Tucker in that in that same category. But, AJ uh, Martin, a best defender, my now 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 Robert Covington is over there. I think he's a better defender. Um, he he, he plays so, on the perimeter. So, so they, got, they got they got six top twenty five defenders in the NBA. Philly does. 
I'm not gonna go. I'm, I'm not gonna go that far. No, I see what you're doing. I'm not gonna go that far. No, I'm not doing that. I what I am saying, no one's gonna bring up Mr. Incredible in the background. That that's what I'm waiting for. Hey, hey y'all, hold on one second. Hey, y'all, hold on Let's one second. Let's go. It's hey. Halloween, boys. We gotta talk about something. Mr. Incredible's in the building. Shout out to the James Harden talk. I do think the Sixers got better, but we gotta talk about another Mr. Incredible. The man is a top five scorer in the NBA. He is a bucket getter. Cam Thomas has arrived. Top oh, yeah, five yeah, scorer in the NBA. Yeah, he's he a, the he's truth. A he the truth. One of the best mid-rangers in the game. We got to start putting some respect on that man's name. Top five. He's going to be top five in the league of scoring this year. He might be an all-star this year, too. He is that dude. Mr. Incredible. Let's get it going. Hey man, what maybe, you, maybe, hey, maybe. man, you looking for you looking for Dwight, man? What's, what's going on with you, man? <laughs> I'm looking for a last hey, girl. Hey, hey, look, hey, let me say, hey, hey, let me say something. Man. Hey, maybe, I gotta say maybe something. try to dwell and be to the Nets and <clears throat> some action. Hey, I gotta say something, Jason Whitlock. If you want smoke with me, you can come on. You you talking about me? Let's get it. Jason Whitlock running his mouth. If you really want that smoke with me, because you say you want the smoke, Jason, come on. We can do it here on PC. We can do it on mm -hmm. my channel. However you want to do it, dog. If you really want that smoke, let's get it, dog. I mean, bro, because you're doing a lot of talking, man, to be from Ball State, one of the worst college football organizations in the history of college football. You be doing a lot of talking about Deion Sanders and Coach Prime, bro. When, when you, you yourself, sir, lost more games pretty much than anybody in college football history. So if you really want that smoke, Jason, stop playing, dog. Stop talking about me on your show, bro. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm going to cook you three the hard way. And, and, and you don't have to ask me because the last time me and you, we was on the call together, you ran. Stop playing, dog. That's all I had to say. My bad dude running his mouth on his channel about me. So, yeah, I had to cook him real quick. Mm. All righty. Yeah, but the, 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 the Sixers got spanked in this trade. I mean, I don't think they, they're at, they had any choice. I mean, Harden clearly wasn't going to play for them. You know, they were over it, so they had to get what they could. And I think they got as much as they could with the situation they had to deal with. Now they need to free Joel. Stop this bullshit. They don't got no action. Free Joel. Let that man go I mean, hold up. I'm kind of here with Ticker, though, too, because, like, Maxie's taking a step up. So I think that's a legitimate bona fide number two option. I think he's really that dude. Tobias is still giving you 16, 17 any given night. You mentioned the shooting of Covington. You mentioned Marcus Morris bringing some toughness. And with the East, like, I understand, look, Milwaukee and Boston are still definitely ahead. But after that, with the Cavs, with the Knicks, I think Philly's right there in, in, that, in, in that situation. So when it comes to the playoffs – you know, seven-game series, they, if an injury happens to the Bucks or Boston, they just have a couple of bad games. I wouldn't be shocked if Philly can beat them in a six, seven-game series. Joel to Brooklyn, please. Hey, no, nah, hey, I, I do have to agree with Jalen on one thing he said, bro. And I, I, was, I had a video come out about this today, too. Bro, Cam Thomas is probably one of the best scorer in the NBA right now. No doubt. Cam Thomas is the best scorer in the NBA, Ron. Mm. I'm watching this. Bro, this dude be cooking, Chilltown. Mm. Cooking. He is the best scorer in the national. This dude scores so easy, bro. It makes no sense whatsoever. Break down off the Y'all can laugh at what I'm saying. You're going, I think he has a chance to lead the league in scoring this year. Because Brooklyn's going to unleash this kid, man. I'm he's not, on the Where is he at right now on the scoring list right now? Just, just at the score. He's at 33, I want to say. Run. Ain't nothing stopping that boy from putting that ball in that cup over there. They're going to keep allowing him to get buckets, bro. And I, I watch him. Or since last year into this year, bro, how Kevin Durant got to give him props because he told he found him and brought him to Brooklyn. 
He gave Brooklyn a jewel. That boy, chill town. Go watch Cam Thomas score the basketball, bro. Break anywhere on the court. Shake down, break down. Man down, hand down, man down. That's your ass. So I agree with Jalen, bro. That is one of the best take. That dude might lead the NBA scoring this year, bro. And it might be one of he might end up being one of the greatest scores that we've seen in, in this era right here. Because I, I just think that the is way he's he better than Thomas Maxey. Huh? Is he yeah, better scoring than the basketball? Scoring the basketball? Just, just, just yes. all around. Just a basketball. Who'd you rather have? No, 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 not all around. But scoring the basketball, oh, oh. he's one of the best scores in it. He's one of the best scores in the world. He's one of the best scores. Hey, Bobby, he's gonna have he's gonna I think he's gonna break the record this year in the last decade for 40 point games. I'm literally watching him and I was watching him the other night, bro. Bro, you talking about breaking dudes <laughs> yeah. down off the dribble, finishing tough shots at the rim with either hand chill town, being able to hit the J ball, shooting a, a good percentage from the field while he's doing it. He ain't just jacking up shots. He making them shits. The only thing they hadn't done is been winning on a consistent basis. They won last night and they, I think they beat Charlotte last night. And, and um, uh, yeah, that reminds me about you, Damo. Hey, Damo and Mar Mars, you were so wrong about Brandon Miller. That boy is an animal, bro. God damn, Brandon Miller was cooking last night. But, yeah, man, as I said, though, dog, you're going to have to stand on that one, Mars. But, uh, yeah, Cam Thomas, man, he's going to be one of the best. I said it first. Well, I, he, he said it, but I'm going to say it now. He's one of the best scorers. He'll be one of the best scorers in the NBA for years to come, bro. That kid is a bucket, period. How's everybody else feeling about Cam Thomas and uh, his his break? I don't want to say breakout three games because he's shown us in the past he could do this, but how are we feeling about him coming out with three straight 30 balls to start the season? Ron, did you not – if I'm not mistaken, did you not have me on Front Street last season when I said, quote, what is Cam Thomas doing in Brooklyn? Wasting away. One more time, Big Ox, for the people in the back. They didn't hear you. Wasting away. Wasting away. When he was at LSU, he's the uh, he was the first player since Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, a freshman, to lead the SEC in scoring and be in the top five in the country in scoring. He was a bucket getter from the door, not just when he got to Brooklyn. That's who he's always been. And I said this last season when he was in Brooklyn, where he'd go for 40 for three or four straight games, and then he'd have three or four straight games where he was 18 minutes, 16 minutes, and then two games where he did not play. I said he was wasting away in Brooklyn. I said that last season. Now all of a sudden the dude is on the floor, and he's a bucket getter, and he's that dude. Nice job, yo. Nice job, I, I was the only one in here saying that with you that last year in that series, Jim. We was asking why Brooklyn wasn't playing Cam Thomas. Remember when we said that why we was asking why he wasn't getting more burn in that series because they didn't have no offense and they needed no. offense. And the coach refused to put him on the court. Bro, no. he's going to be the most improved player in the NBA this year. Uh, he's going to. I think he's going to end up keeping. I think it's Cam Johnson. I think he's going to yeah, end up yeah, keeping Cam that. Jones. I would keep starting him, bro. No. I made a video about that. They they got to make a decision, bro. To me, I, you start that kid, bro. You don't hold no kid back that can do like that, bro. Right. Even if he has deficiencies defensively, I don't care, bro. You you unleash that. We can beast. figure it out. Yeah, we can figure chill. it out. We can figure Watch it out. Him, chill. Watch him every game throughout the rest of the season, bro. Can't nobody stop this nigga scoring the ball one-on-one. -on -one. Nobody. Yeah, and Cam Johnson didn't play last night, so obviously it was an easy end for Cam Thomas to start. And obviously he did what he did. He had 33 and he's been the, the previous two games came off the bench. But kind of how Ticket was saying, I, I like the way that their their starting lineups constructed when you start Cam Thomas next to Ben Simmons, Spencer Dinwiddie, huh? But he's he's in the starting lineup. And then you got uh Mikhail Bridges too, and then obviously Nick's Cla Nick Claxton starting. I'm not too mad at that. And I'm not even mad at just bringing Cam Thomas back in and moving Dinwiddie to the bench. 
But uh, Brooklyn, they definitely got some something that they brewing up over there for sure. With Cam, Cam could uh, Cam could Cam Thomas be later on? I'm not talking about today because I don't think he's the best scorer in the game today. But could at some point Cam Thomas be the best scorer in the game? He is right now. He's not yeah. a better scorer than Luca. No, he is not. No, he is right now. No, he is not. No, he is not. No, he is not. Chill. Score for score. Score for score. And he remember, he don't got the full green light. He averaged yes, 30. He, does. he was yes, on chill. Wait, hold on. Time yes, chill. Time out, chill. This is what I'm saying. He started the first two games coming off the bench, chill. He wasn't in the start lineup. Luca been in the lineup from the beginning. If he was in the starting lineup, those 30 balls may have been 40 or 45, Chip, those first couple of games. He just now started this last game, bro, and dropped 33. So, as I'm saying, and he showed you the last couple of years, he's had multiple 40-point games easy. Bro, he's the best scorer in basketball, in my opinion, bro, mm -hmm. for what I've seen. Y'all can say no. He's going to keep dropping 30. As long as they leave him in the starting lineup, he's going to have 30s every game, 30 plus, 35, 40s, 40, 42, 43. Bro, I watch the kid, bro. Can't nobody stop that kid. I do kid, too. Bro. I do too. He he he's he's nothing but buckets, and he gets to the basket with the best of them. Got a great body, can take contact. He's one of he's he's one of those guys, no question about it. But as of right now, the best scorer in the game is the difference between being the best scorer in the game and scoring the most points. Those two things are not the same thing. Okay, I'm not saying thing. he's more efficient so, than Luka. Is he more efficient than Luka? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not lying. I'm not just making this up. Hold on, Luka was like, hold on. Cam Thomas is his first three games of the season, Chip Town. 13 for 21, 12 for 19, and 10 for 17 from the field. 36, 30, and 33. He scored 36 points in 25 minutes, Chip. And you sent up here telling me, that is crazy. Yeah. Off the pitch in 25 minutes, like he scored 36. Chill in in 33 minutes, he put up 30. Right now, yeah. Chill. Chill. Listen, 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 listen. Uh, Y'all got to watch this kid, bro. I watched him. No, I, 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 I understand the numbers ticket. Chill. I, I, I he, chill. Hold on, chill. Yeah, he, and he's 61% and he's from the field. And chill town. This year, he ain't, even hitting the three. he ain't even hitting the three like he was last year. Last year, he was shooting 38 from the three. This year he's only shooting 30 from the three, but he's shooting 61 from the field, and he's shooting from the free throw line 83%. So he's a good, he's a very good free throw. He got a, he got a, he he got off to a really good start. I think that 61 is going to come down because he's mm -hmm. going to see different because he's going to see different defenses throughout the course of the year. I think that 61 is going to come down. He's going to see different traps. He's going to see different double teams. He's going to see different switches. They're going to put bigger bodies on him. So I'm not saying that he's not going to be buckets, but to shoot 60% from the floor for the season, I think that's a little much. However. I still think that this dude is a bucket getter, 100%. But to say he's the best scorer, he is not a better scorer than Luka. He is not a better scorer than KD. He is not a better scorer. I'm not sure he's a better – he's not a better scorer than, than Steph Curry. He's not a better – of all of these guys after that those I'm, three, I'm, I'm after just – After those three, I'm with you. After those three, I got – I got I have no, 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 chill. I'm not saying all time. I'm saying right now. I'm not saying, I'm not saying all time either. I'm talking about today. I'm today, talking about no, Tuesday, October, October, October 31st. 2023, he is not a better scorer than Luca. He is he's not a better scorer than KD. He's a better scorer than KD today. He's a better scorer than Luca right now. Luke, now Luca, Luca putting up a lot of shots. Chill, tell you got to right. remember that too. Luca's you talking about that? Luca's putting up a lot of shots, bro. Mm. Cam Thomas ain't putting up as many shots as Luca putting up. And what Luca average per game? Luca, Luca out here right now averaging 39 points per game. Yeah, yeah, 39 points 39. per game. 
His that, three-point bro, shot will come down to Luca shooting an unsustainable rate from three. We all know Luca. That's, 1, that's, that's why that's yeah. why we shouldn't be making opinions on who's the best at anything after three games. Right. Right. No, but I think with Cam Thomas, we saw the flashes, you know, in, in the past seasons too, where he, he's always been incredibly efficient from the mid-range. The interesting thing about Cam Thomas is he's not particularly a, a phenomenal three-point shooter or even getting – even when he gets to the rim, guys still stay in front of him. He's phenomenal at making contested shots. He, he, even in the mid-range, a lot of his shots, he's not that quick. So a lot of his shots, he's kind of thinking this kind of step back and he's just kind of shooting over him, kind of like what Katie, but he's not that Katie size and length, but he's just shooting contested shots and making them. It, it reminds me a little bit of Kyrie, Kyrie, like the way he's able to shoot difficult and contested shots. It's, it's very Kyrie. Like, is sure. he a better 100%. scorer today? Is he a better scorer today than Kyrie Irving? See, this is the thing. Yes. Kyrie's a more skilled scorer, but Cam yeah, Thomas' production and the efficiency. Because produ production matters. In three games. That's it, boss. That's it. One week ago today, not not, not, not not in a month, today, one week ago, the, the season started. A week ago. We're a week into the season. That's it. One but week. no, but chill. We're saying every time he's got minutes. We're saying every time he's got minutes and got an opportunity, he's dropping 40, bro. And then not only that, chill. Do you think Luca's going to shoot forty-eight from the three all season? You I said that Cam's not going to shoot sixty-one. I know. I do. I do think that's going to come down. However, when I'm thinking about a dude shooting sixty-one percent on the tough shots that he makes, don't get me wrong. Cam Cam Thomas makes tough shots. He looks like he could be one of the best tough shot makers in the game if this continues. I don't think it's going to continue at a sixty percent rate. I think that's asking a bit much because again, we are talking about a smaller guard. Who's going to get double teamed? He not just double teamed. He's going to get switched on with bigger guards. Now, if you're talking about him dragging bigger guards and bigger perimeter players further away from the basket, that's still going to be a problem for him. With that being said, with that all being said, him being a skilled scorer, I look at guys like Luca. I look at guys like Kyrie Irving, De'Aaron Fox, um, Jason. I'm looking at all of these guys, and I'm thinking to myself: as Cam Thomas. Can he be one of the best scorers in the game? I think he can be. Right now, let's chill out, yo. Mm -hmm. I think he's for sure top five, right? I wouldn't go as, as far as take in terms of one, but I think he's top five. Uh, I do, because since, since but, and before before we move on, we got Super Chats to get into. Yep. But before we do that, I do want to get a prediction, Jalen, from you and Ticket, since you guys are very high on cam right now. What do you think he's going to average throughout the duration of the year? 29. Uh, I was thinking I, I, 27, 28. I, I think it's going to be like 31. I think he'll probably he'll finish the league probably top three, top five in scoring, 31 points a game. And I think out of all the 30-point scores in the league, he'll be the most efficient 30-point scorer. He'll be better score. Could he be a better scorer this season than Damian Lillard? Yes, he will be. Dame is already shook because Giannis is going to end up taking over that scoring thing. I thought it was going to be Dame after game one, but it's not going to be Dame. It's going to be Giannis. Giannis is going to always – uh, draw that attention, but but mm -hmm. chill, man. I'm looking at Cam Thomas, bro. Bro, this dude do that shit in limit. Bro, he, he dropped 36 in 25 minutes, bro. Bro, oh, <laughs> first, first, first of all, who Cam Thomas reminds me, he's like a more athletic. I'm 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 gonna say a more athletic version of of, of Vinny Johnson. He's just buckets. As soon as he come in, as soon as he come in the game, get him the basketball. Just get him the pill and turn him loose. There's no misunderstanding about it. You don't got to run a lot of sets for him. Just get him the ball and turn him loose because he's buckets. That's what he's going to get you. He's going to get you buckets. And I think that's going to help Brooklyn. I think it's going to help Brooklyn a lot because, I mean, Ben Simmons is playing at an all-league defensive level. Again, doing that doing that again. Mikael Bridges is also playing at an all-league defensive level. But Cam Thomas being your best scorer, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Claxton seems like he might be out for a while. Apparently he was seen in a walking boot. That's going to hurt their defense quite a bit. Mm. Do, do we know what happened to him? 
Uh, no, I just saw a beat writer. They put out that he was seen in a walking boot. They haven't put out anything okay. yet, though. Okay. More importantly, how many first round draft picks did the Brooklyn did the Brooklyn Nets have? <laughs> you really want Joel to be the you, you want to go? You, 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 are you on line one, Big Ox? If with with, with Brooklyn, they, like, they, yo, that's yeah. that's what they need to be doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yo, Ox, ch- check it out, check it out, because I do want to talk about since since this is something that's that's really on your mind. I do want to get into this. I, I'm gonna read some super chats first, but I want everybody while I'm reading these super chats to think of good trade destinations for Joel Embiid. What is a great destination, and who actually has the pieces? To suffice and get Joel and B. So uh y'all think about that. I'm gonna get to these super chats right quick. Appreciate everybody that sent through a super chat. Y'all know the drill. If you haven't liked the video yet, pay your entry fee. Go ahead and slap that button. Uh MP13 sent through a super chat and said, I did well. <laughs> Ideal trade destination for Joel and B. Uh, and he said, Can we talk how effortlessly Jokic is just walking through whoever's trying to guard him? That that has to be the most nonchalant 27. 12 and 9 I've ever seen. Who is he playing against? He only got to play against two centers in the NBA, AD and Joel Embiid. And Bob's boy over there in Sacramento, he ain't got no other real centers to play against. Y'all praising what's these dudes. What's what? a real center on defense? Okay. the real Like like in the 90s where you had to, where you had a war every single night or like right now at the guard position where you have wars going on every single night at the guard position. They don't have that at the big man position on it's a guards league now. So now every single night you're looking, he's Jason Tatum. It's uh, 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 Cam Thomas. It's KD. It's Devin Booker. It's Kyrie Irving. It's Luka Doncic. No, I'm giving you the names of the guards in the league uh-huh. that are putting up all these numbers. So these are the wars you got every single night, every single game. Go through the big men in the NBA. How many big men do we really have to worry about? I think there's actually more defensive big men than no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. I ask you, I ask you, how many big men <laughs> do do when you look at the schedule? Yeah, how many big men do you feel like throughout the season he got to worry about? How many games? Joel Embiid. Who has to worry about? Ed, Joel Embiid, Jokic. Anthony Jokic. Davis, Nick's class. That's, that's not Damn. a fair sample size. Jared Allen, the best player. Jared in the Allen. World. I, 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 I don't, no I don't, I don't think so MJ was fair. going into game ten. I got to worry about these guys. No, I'm not saying that. No, no. I'm He's no. What I'm saying is this. No, what I'm saying is this. I'm saying that it's not. I'm saying. Hold on. I'm saying that let's it's talk not about close. those shooting guards, Damo. Hell yeah, let's, let's talk about those shooting guards. <laughs> Hell? Let's talk about them. John Stark. What are you talking about? Okay. Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. Oh, respect John Stark. Joe Dumars and Jared Allen. Joe Dumars, defensive guard. Jared Allen, defensive big. Why do a player? Uh, okay, Joe okay, Dumars. Come on okay, now. Jaylen. Okay, Jaylen. I'm okay. Oh, because I'm sorry. I think the logic here is because we're talking about today's game where guys are just buckets. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about today's game where guys are just buckets. When in reality, teams was no. building units. Yes, that's exactly what we're doing. That's not that's what we're talking about. I'm yes. using well, no, because if we were, using. if we were, I'm using that, that would be an explanation for why we don't respect today's bigs. Because defensively, a lot of these bigs are competent. Porzingis is competent. Embiid, Wendell Carter, Brook Lopez, Yanis, Miles Turner. There's a bunch of bigs I can start as Dallas. good defensive or good rebounds and bigs, but we don't care about them because they don't score. Jalen Duran, Daniel Gafford plays defense. Mitchell Robinson plays defense. Yep. Nicholas Claxton obviously plays defense. Mark Williams, Jarrett Allen, yep. Jakob Pertl, Bam Adebayo. There's yeah, a bunch of bigs we could go down the whole NBA of bigs who are a tough defensive matchup. But because they don't average 22 points a game, we don't care. That's what we're doing. Because it's Nikola Jokic. Because it's Nikola Jokic. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. But that's my problem. Hold on, Mark. That's the problem with what you're saying. See, this is what you don't understand. You think that you won the test. You think that you passed the test, but you really failed. You got an F. And I'm going to tell you why. You ain't get an A. You got an F. Right? And I'm going to tell you why. 
it does matter. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna tell them why it does matter. But I'm telling <laughs> why you got a straight F on this test. It does matter what you're doing on the other end. And here's why: when we watch Hakeem have to play Pat Ewing, Shaq, and all those other guys, it's one thing if you're defensively great. It's another thing when I got to guard you too. So guess what? Oh, he only had to play one end of the court because all those one-dimensional guys you talked about, he ain't even got to worry about them on the other end. He ain't got to worry about them going off for 30 and hurting him on a nightly basis. Back in that day, I'm talking about with the 90s, you had to worry about that. Today with the guard play, I got to worry about another other guard going off for 30. So I actually have to guard him. Jokic gets left, let, let off the hook most nights. And that's why I said he only got to play A.D., Sabonis, and Joel Embiid. Those are his three premier guys are in the league. Are we are we discrediting Giannis too? That's not. No, no I'm saying well, Giannis ain't a center. Giannis ain't a center. He ain't guarding him. Uh, Brooke Lopez is a center. So that's what I'm saying. So when you look at that, right? So all I'm saying is this to y'all, Bob. Bob, mm -hmm. you know this because you play basketball. It's different, Bob. If you're a defensive just, guy, and I ain't got to worry about you offensively. If I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just. I just think. I just think that the thirty. Huh. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I definitely get what you're saying. Like if I don't got to worry about you on the offensive end, it, it, it gives it. I can take a little. I can take a load off. But I personally think that the bigs in the NBA are a little better than you do. I guess. I mean, they not. They not. No, they're not. They're not Hakeem and Patrick and David Robinson and Shaq and uh, 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 Rick Smith. You know what I'm saying? But. I mean, no, no, well, Rick, Smith was the worst. Rick Smith was the worst, and he was still giving you 15 a game yeah, along with around 10 Rick rebounds. Smith. That was the worst. I'm saying, that was, that was yeah, one of the worst. That was one of the worst. That was one of the worst. When y'all say, they say Nick Claxton, you think, you think Jokic is really worried about fucking Nick Claxton? Nick Claxton ain't finna score no buckets like that. Nick Claxton at his best gonna give you 12, 15 points. He ain't worried about that. So yeah. what did, what does Jokic get to do? He get to have a vacation and do whatever he wanna yeah, do see, on defense. Thing, like, with, in Chilltown, that's why you, I had the reaction you, I had about the First of all, that's not the point I was making. Using the that point logic. I was making was Chilltown said it's not all about buckets. So I said, well, clearly it has to be about buckets because that's what we're talking about, why we don't respect these bigs. And also, the way the game has changed, yes, Jokic might not have to match up in the post against Nicholas Claxton, but the game is about floor spacing, high high pick and roll. He's guarding these guards. That's what he has to do. He has to play uh, Mars, on the perimeter you, against these guards. That's can what you he read has the to super do. Chat when you're sure. That's what he has to do on defense. It's not about oh, does he have to match up against this big and bang down low? Maybe he doesn't have to do that against Hakeem and those guys. Cool. But what he has to do is defend in space on the perimeter on a night in and night out basis. He has to defend the Steph Curry pick and roll. He has to defend the Damian Lillard pick and roll. He has to defend Tyrese Maxey in space. He has to defend Colin Sexton in space. That's what he has to do. So That's maybe it looks different, he but he's he having to exert energy on defense. He he's doesn't have to do it in it's a, a different way. He, he, plays he, always he, plays, he, always, he always plays the field. He doesn't stay. He ain't stepping up, hedging on all those screens, and, and helping to, uh, defend all those guys on the perimeter. That's a guy. Hold on. That's a guy. Damn Miles. Miles. point was, and that that's a valid point you're making. But my point was, was when you got these two guards that were the best defenders in the game at this point. These guards were the best defenders in the game, and they were put together to slow him down specifically, to specifically slow him down, and he was. Torching these dudes, straight torching them. It diminishes how good these guys actually were. When in reality, they were awesome. I mean, we talking about the defensive player of the year. The first years that it was given out, it was two guards. And Mike was torching these dudes. And it, what, what it does is it diminishes how good these guys actually were. So now you're looking at, yo, Jordan didn't have to deal with DeMar DeRozan, and he didn't have to deal with Devin Booker, and he didn't have to deal with none of these. 
if Jordan had to deal with Devin Booker today, he would still fry Devin Booker. Would Devin Booker fry him? Yes. Would Devin, would Devin Booker fry him? Yes. Devin, would Devin Booker fry him? Devin Booker would give him 50 points. What are you talking about? What? We're talking about Jordan going to look over his shoulder. Jordan going to look over his shoulder after he had 25 in the first half and say, hey, Scotty. Hey, Scotty, get him. Scotty, get him. And he was first team all defense, but goddamn a damn game. was a glorified safety, nigga. Pippen was on niggas. Jordan was blindside blocking and all ball stealing, This is bullshit right here, yo. I agree with Dolan. I Yo, yo, fellas. Fellas, everybody screaming. Go ahead, everybody screaming. Go ahead, chill. Go ahead. Cam Thomas giving them 45. Stop. You go with him. Hey, he couldn't say in front of a crossover against Allen So let me make sure I'm getting this correct. So so a guy, so a guy in Allen Iverson who 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 crossed them up. Who basically crossed everybody up, which the NBA was looking at this like this might be illegal. We might, and this was in year 12 when Jordan ran up on him. It wasn't like this was in year one or two or year five. This is in year 12. So Devin Booker, who right now I believe is in year eight, is frying Michael Jordan, who is it? So 1993 they Michael Jordan literally Devin Booker is frying him. No, 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 in the He's final, it's the same. Yes. Okay. Okay. AI, AI, I am not Trump. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is why, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. This is why I feel like people got, people got to do their homework when it come to me. I am not trolling. I genuinely believe Michael Jordan. That is my knock on Jordan. I think he's an overrated defender, in my opinion. I think when you have when you have Scottie Pippen, who took, I, I promise you, and maybe I was lied to growing up because my OGs was telling me how Jordan played in the 90s because I wasn't alive to watch it. But when majority of the time, Scottie Pippen guard the best perimeter player in the best players of that era. If you're talking about the top 10 to 15 of the best players of the 90s, majority of them are big men. So Dennis Rodman or Horace Grant or Luke Longley or Bill Cartwright are guarding the other better players. Okay, so, so stop right there. Okay, so stop right there. Here's, here's, the difference. here's the difference with that, Damo. You're talking about a guy in Scottie Pippen who was guarding the best perimeter def- guarding the best perimeter player later on. Just so you know, he didn't turn into that until like year four or five. Who you think was guarding the best perimeter players up until that point? It was Jay. Who you think? When did they start winning? Wait, wait. In, in what year of Scottie Pippen's career did they start winning? Year what? Year four. So in year, year four, four or five, when oh. he became the guy to guard the best perimeter player, is right. when they started winning. But oh man! Just, surprise, but, surprise. But, but he was But 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 he wasn't just guarding the best. He wasn't always guarding the best perimeter. Perimeter player, because Jordan was dealing with Clyde Drexler during that time. Yes, he was having to deal with Clyde Drexler. If he wanted to, and, and, no, not if he wanted to. He did deal with Clyde Drexler during that time, and clearly outplayed him. Clearly yeah, outplayed him and slowed him down, and and slowed him down. And we're mm-hmm. talking about Jay simply as a defender, ain't we? We ain't talking about him as an overall player, Damo. We're talking about as him simply. Mm-hmm. We're talking about him simply as a player. We're talking about Michael Jordan, who played at the University of North Carolina with the fundamentals that are world-class and brought that into the NBA. 
brought that into the NBA, playing weak side defense, being a one-on-one defender, knowing how to keep a guy in front of you, knowing how to shield a guy, knowing how when a guy is attacking your top foot to drag that foot, knowing how to stay on the balls of your feet, knowing how to keep your hands moving. This was Michael Jordan coming into the league as a defender, and it translated to, to one of the best defenders, to one of the best defenders, perimeter defenders that the NBA has ever seen. So to say that he was overrated as a defender, that is nuts, Damo. Damo, you, know, you never mean, went back I, and watched? I mean, watch? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Go back and watch who? I'm, I'm saying you, like, there, you, you could have went back and watched. Like, when you was younger, you didn't have to just listen to people. You I did go, go back and watch. watch. I, I went back and watched a couple games. I didn't go back and watch Soda Scott Griffey. Fuck that nigga. I went back and watched a couple uh, okay, games, though. On top, on top of me oh. asking questions to the people that were there, who, again, if they lied to me, then they lied to me. Well, but when I, I went back, when I I went back and watched, uh, but when I went back and watched, when I watched games as well, I've seen what the hell I'm talking about. I've seen Scott, Scotty guarding better perimeter players, and I've seen the bigs, who are the better players of that era, not being guarded by Jordan. So if that's the case, give me some of these names of these guys that Michael Jordan was guarding religiously on the perimeter that were so that were killers. Who are these guys? Let me hear some names. Let's see here. Dominique Wilkins. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Grand Hill. I'm going to get him to tell Grand Hill. Let's keep going. Dominique Wilkins. Say what? Grant Hill was cooking Jordan a lot of those times. No, he wasn't. Just so you know, in, 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 from Nike. So, so when Jordan, so when Jordan got back on the crew, just, just just so we real, just real quick, when Jordan got back on the crew in 1995-96, those three years when they played against Detroit, Grant Hill averaged quote. I want to make sure that people in the back hear me so I can say it loud enough. Grant Hill averaged 22 a game. That's it. 22 a game against the Bulls. In those three years. Wait, 22, like 8 and 8? 22, 8 and 8? No, 22, 6 and 6. 22 that's, a game. That's great. 22, 6 22. and 6 is cool. Oh, just so you know. Just so you know, Scotty Pippen averaged the same thing against him. I mean, that's Scotty. Yeah, yeah, what does Scotty got to do with this? But yeah, I don't, I don't even think from – I don't even think – MJ was grunt. Who's I was gonna say, was that Scotty guarding? No, that was Scotty Pippen. But but but, 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 but so, so what is Grant Hill gonna do with this? We, 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 y'all brought up Grant Hill. I didn't say Grant Hill. No, I said no. I know. Take it, Grant Hill. I asked who was Jordan guarding on the perimeter. I'm talking about guys like Mitch Richmond. I'm talking about guys like Clyde Drexler. Uh, let's see, whoever. Dan Molly was another one. Okay, so Dan not, Molly compared not, to guards not, today. Knockdown shooter. How, how, how awesome would Dan Molly be in today's game? The long ball shooter that he is, the athlete that he is. Not Dan Molly would be fantastic not, not in this Mitchell, game. No, he wouldn't be. Absolutely. And he would be, he would be fantastic. Guys, Joe Dumas, guys like that. Come on, man. Jordan was Jordan was a fantastic defender. Yes, he was. I think Jordan and having, was very good. And, have, and having to deal with and having to deal with guys. Again, and having to deal with guys like that. When I say overrated, you think I'm meaning, oh, he overrated, that means he sucks. No, no I don't but mean, I don't, I don't Hold on, hold on, hold on. But when I, I say that. overrated, I need people to be stop being so reactionary. I'm the guy that's emotional, but people get a reactionary when they hear certain words, trigger mm -hmm. words they like to call them in the social justice warrior community. Um, Buddy, when I say, and I'm not talking buddy in the chat, I'm just saying in general. But when I say Jordan is an overrated defender, if the standard or if the normal narrative is Jordan is an all-time defender, Jordan is an all-time guard defender, Jordan is one of the best guard defender, perimeter defenders, if I'm saying he's overrated, that means I don't think he's that. I still think he was a good, he was a tremendous off-ball defender. He was a great team defender. Like I said, he was a glorified safety. It's actually the soft. other way. It's actually the other way, Damo. It's actually the other way. Flip it around. Again, flip, flip, maybe, flip, 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 maybe flip, I need to just watch. Maybe yeah, it's I actually flipped around because Jordan was a Jordan was a fan, Jordan. Jordan was a fantastic on ball defender. The problem Jay had was Jay fell I asleep think, a lot of times when he had to play against shooters, and he was not there. Personally, he was. I, I, 
I think it's easy to look like a tremendous on-ball defender when you're not guarding that much on, on-ball talent. I think well, it makes it easy. So, I, so again, so I would look like a defensive like, savant guarding Bruce Bowen standing in the corner. You're dealing with guys like Mitch Richmond. You're dealing with guys like Clyde Drexler. You're dealing with guys like Reggie Miller, right? You're dealing with guys like uh, Reggie Lewis. Uh, let's see. Like Glenn I said, Rice. Grant Hill, Dominique Wilkins. Rice. You keep I mean, going, man. Glenn Rice. All these guys, guys like that. Really. Ron Harper was a 20 a game scorer before he before he tore his knee up. This is the kind of guy that these are the kind of guys that that, that that Jay had to deal with throughout the course of his throughout the course of his career early on before Scottie Pippen turned into what he turned into. These are the guys that Jay had to deal with. And he was frying these dudes, frying them. And the and, and the way the game is today, the way don't get me wrong, the skill set is a lot different and it's a lot more advanced. I will give you that, Damo, 100 percent But I think that the guys today. I think that if these dudes played today, I think that they would be just as successful. I do. I wish I saw that MJU guys saw. It sounds like a man. I do too. I wish I saw that. It sounds like a tremendous player, but when I go back and watch, I just, for the most part, I don't. Matter of fact, get chill sounds that you know. Give me a set of series I should watch or or particular games I should watch that shows this. Because when I went back and watched what I watched, mm-hmm. I didn't see necessarily that. I seen it on occasion, but I didn't see that religiously. And right. again, I'm going based off of what my grandfather and my uncle and my dad told me from right. what they saw. So I'm I'm not trying to sit here and make it seem like I watched all MJ play. Mm-hmm. I'm a hater. I can't I ain't even watched the last dance yet. I can't watch that nigga. So I'm right. not gonna act like I watched him play a, a ton. I watched right. a couple games and went by what the people who were there told me. If right. they're liars, cool. Just say they're liars. Right. I preference myself saying that this entire right. time. That's it. So give me the games I should watch. Chat, y'all so, talking about I ain't watched Jordan so, Bet. Tell so, me the Jordan I should watch. So it, so so we'll start with the 89. First round playoff series against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Go take a look at that series. He was fantastic in that series on both the offensive and the defensive end. Go watch in 1991 the Philadelphia series when he played them in the second round. Also, go watch the. In fact, watch the what whole East 91, 91, 91. Yeah, 1991 when they played the Knicks. When they played the when they played the Knicks. When they played Philadelphia and when they played Detroit. He was fantastic in the in, in, in all three of those series. 1992, 90. I think 93, the Eastern Conference Championship. He was able to he was able to get it together, but ninety two. Go watch game. Go watch that that New York Knicks series against the Knicks in nineteen ninety two. That was the semifinals. That was a great series. And ninety three. I mean, and, and ninety two. The Eastern Conference Championship against Cleveland. Those two. Those those series. Those those. That that's just to name a few series that I'm thinking about off the top of my head. Those were great can series. Can we say in the NBA Finals? Jordan never had to guard any super elite scorer, like throughout the entire series. In the NBA Finals. Yeah, because I, I look back like the Phoenix series when he averaged that forty. Right. He wasn't really, you know, he didn't really have to guard anyone. I would say, like all his NBA finals, he never had to guard anyone. As kind of a super. I mean, Dan Molly did. Dan Molly did break the record for threes. I mean, he got Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is not an elite scorer, but he got Magic Johnson. And he did guard Magic yeah, Johnson, yeah, and Magic Johnson was able to get him in foul trouble. That's why the switch came with Scottie Pippen. Wait, that's why what? they had to switch. Was Kevin Johnson not on that Phoenix team that went to the Yes, finals? Kevin Johnson was on that. Who guarded Kevin that, Johnson? Bj Armstrong was covering. Yeah, of course he did. Bj Armstrong was covering him. Yeah. The, yeah. Way, the way the way Phoenix played just that doesn't even count as defense. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, BJ Armstrong was covering him, but I don't, I, I'm I'm sorry if, if I if I brought this up, Ron. You was you was talking about super chats. I think that Damo, we, we can we can respectfully agree to disagree on this. Yeah, facts. And I'm gonna go ahead and do my homework and watch those series. OG, trust me, I will. Uh, y'all go ahead and vote on that poll on whether you guys think Jordan was an overhyped defender, or was it just that the '90s guards were. Subpar, or was it just the fact that he played with other good defenders? Y'all, y'all, let me know. 
But keeping it pushing along these super chats and that that was actually a good debate. I'm glad y'all got into that. But we got other things to talk about. Uh, King Shada with the super chat said, "You guys doing another Black Friday special? Last year's was heat. Also, need to start sending these guys the worst to the worst teams in the league rather than giving them what they want every single time." Well, remember, yeah, when these dudes get yeah, when when these dudes get traded, remember they're not just trading uh, James Harden to Detroit if it doesn't work for them. If Detroit was willing to give up Kay Cunningham and Jalen Duran, hell yes, Philadelphia is doing that, one hundred percent. They're doing that. If the, if if Oklahoma, not Oklahoma City, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about Charlotte. If Charlotte is willing to give up Lamelo and Mark Williams, yes, Philly is doing that. They're not trading him to teams where it just works for him. No, this got to work for us too. Jensen, they got Nick Batum and Robert Covington and a bunch of draft picks. I just thought the James Harden trade value was that high. I, mean, I, think, they go, I think they got one plus they got, two seconds. Yeah, they got one draft. They got two. They got two They got two twos, two pick swaps, and two Robin Covington. Two, they got two ones, two twos, and I think two two, and, and two, two picks. I didn't know they got two ones. See, I didn't know they got two ones. Yeah. And I, two yeah, I know they got the 28 first round pick, which is unprotected, which oh, could be a good pick because Kawhi would probably be on the league better. Right. So that could be a good pick. But for one year of James Harden, because that's another – the bad teams aren't going to – trade for James Harden on a rental flight. There's no reason for them to do that. No reason. So you can't just send them somewhere if they don't offer a trade package. So you have to send... Maybe the Clippers are the only team offering something. So maybe that's the only team you can send. And with James Harden's antics, you don't know if he'll even play for the bad teams. Yeah, that's why when when players say, I want to go here, that's strategic. Because they know if they try and push where they want to go, it's going to make other teams reluctant to want to enter the bidding wars because they know the player doesn't even want to be there. That's why Toronto took a risk when they took Kawhi. And it paid off. They got a ring, but he left. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks took a risk when they went for Damian Lillard because everyone knows he wanted to go to Miami. But they decided to enter the race, and then Portland traded him to Milwaukee instead of Miami. So, and the Milwaukee thing, in the race. and the Milwaukee thing works because Dame is in the contract. When you mm-hmm. are like James Harden, where you know you're in the last year of your deal, like you like you talked about being a rental, teams are reluctant to do that because you know if I got this dude on a one year deal, Utah ain't giving Philly Kessler Walker and and and, and the kid from Kansas. On a one-year James Harden, hell no, they ain't doing that. That's not going to work for them. No way. Also, too, Ox, you got to factor in James Harden didn't exactly have the best trade value or market just in general. Like nobody, nobody wanted James Harden except for the Clippers and a couple other teams possibly. So with, with Philly, with, with, with Philly, it's kind of like I got to take what I could get. Also, too, though. This this was my thing is it's layers to this whole Philly thing. And I haven't got a chance to really get into this, but it's like, okay, so we we know we didn't get Terrence Mann. No, we didn't get Brandon Boston. No, we didn't get Bone Tyler. We would have loved to get them younger players. Didn't get them, whatever. We still got some guys that can come in and fill in and play good minutes for us right now and help us contend right now. What we did do is get rid of our cancer. So, and that's why I said less is more. They, they got rid of more technically talent-wise and they got less back, but it's going to help them right now more than James Harden would have been on the sideline, being in Houston, doing whatever else he was doing. Also, too, though, I'm pretty sure Philly has a backup plan. They have they, – they they just – I think they have, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, either 40-something million in cap space or 60-something million. It was one of those two. So now they have the potential to go get a big fish in free agency next year. All in all, though, they still have Joel Embiid where if everything just collapses, okay. We have our franchise guy in um, in Maxi. Joel Embiid's going to get us a crazy haul back. They can still unload Tobias Harris. They'll be able to get a little something back from Tobias Harris. So they still do have an out if everything doesn't go as planned. 
That's the only move they got, bro. They have th- to trade Joel and B. They I have think no they other solid right now. Joel, like, and on top of that, that's what I'm saying. Like, how many years? How many more years do of Joel and B do they got at this level? Three tops. Three, four years, yeah. I want to go two, three. They got. They don't got time. They don't got time to. Only twenty nine. They don't got time. To, his knees about. Matter, it don't, it don't matter. It don't matter if he was twenty four. I'm talking about this version of Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. He's got about three left. Maybe they can't waste this one. So they was wasting like, it with James Harden. And they're wasting it without James Harden. You get what I'm saying? Like this year, right. they're not competing for a championship right now. So if you're not competing for a championship, you're wasting Joel Embiid. You, you got to do something now. For a championship. 100%. Just because you don't believe in them, just because I don't believe in them, they, they absolutely believe that they're competing for a championship. Oh, no, no, no. no way. It's no way that, that Daryl Morey and uh, who's the coach? Nick Nurse. It's no way that those two are sitting at the table this morning. There's no way they sat, sat at the table this morning with their eggs Benedict and all that, whatever they're eating for breakfast and, co- and coffee and whatnot, and we're like, you know what? We can still win the championship. They're number two in the East right now. Just so uh, I don't, I, I don't think that's ridiculous for them to think that. Number two I don't, in the I don't, East I don't, right I don't now. Think that's ridiculous. Come on, don't do this. Not, I know that's nuts to say that, but I'm just putting it out there, big guy. Don't do this. <laughs> Hey, Philly really got a good team. They have a really good team. They have one of the most dominant forces in the NBA. I want to make sure we clear on that. Before we go any further, I'm out on Philly. But, you know. I'm out on Philly if they about to run an all-small forward lineup. Like, I don't – I don't. You don't respect versatility? Versatility? They didn't even get versatile wings. They got three wings that are relatively doing the same thing. Well, two do – no. Two doing the same thing in a sense. KJ doing his own thing, but you already adding him to a team with a plethora of other small forwards. I don't get it. I don't know how we're trying to dominate the league with 17, 16 oh, niggas. Shit. It's Nick Nurse, the Raptors. Right? You know how we played. And I meant to say, oh, I meant to say that too. Oh, I meant to say that too. Oh, I believe I believe in Nick Nurse. I believe in Nick Nurse. We've seen it before. I just say that is way different having 17, 6, 8, like 22 to 28 year olds versus having 17, 6, 8, 50 year olds. I'm not, I'm just because they 6, 8 don't yeah, mean it's going to work. I don't trust him. It. Yeah, you better. Right, right, hey, we, we, we just go ahead and see. I'll fuck with Maxi. You fuck with Embiid. I just, I do. I, I do. I don't fuck with nobody else. Maxi going to be that. I, I, I really, I really do. I really do. I, I really fuck with uh, Tyrese Maxi. I do. I, I, I said it last season. I really like Tyrese Maxi. It's just I don't. That's not enough. You can you can like a player and still and still understand like this team isn't going past the first round. Mm-hmm. They're making the finals. All right, so King Shada asked about the Black Friday event. Hey, BF two coming soon. Black Friday two coming soon. Y'all y'all stay prepared. We're gonna drop details on that coming very soon. But uh, moving along, Purple Political Breakdown said tickets said the Wizards are playing. Jordan pulls the next Steph Curry. Wimby's averaging 27, and now Cam Thomas is the best scorer in the NBA. Dude is the Kendrick Perkins of PC with these hot takes. I don't think any of them are bad takes. Yeah, I mean, hey, man. What's, what's, what's Wimby averaging? Another super chat that put up Wimby's average right now. 15.7. 15. 15. ticket, that thousand, baby. That thousand looking real good. Looking <laughs> he about to, he about to up that average by 10 points over the next course of the season. He, 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 That'd be crazy. Nah, because nah, what, what, he, he got to play how many games? 55. 55. 55. Now, ticket ticket from the pull of Nancy Kerrigan. 
<laughs> go stab him. When are we gonna be? When are we gonna be at fifty-four games played, <laughs> averaging nineteen points and ticket? He's just about to magically be injured for the rest of the season. Oh man! Our true believer six one six said these so-called b-ball fans that say MJ had no comp or was overrated as a defender all have damn biased agenda. You absolutely right, nigga. You absolutely right. Dom is a notorious hater, so sure. But I don't get why saying MJ's an overrated defender is a bad thing to say. If I've heard MJ's a top ten defender of all time, and I've heard he's the best guard defender of all time. I think I'm well within my right to say he's an overrated defender. Well, that's I what I'm saying. You say he's better than Prime Kawhi Leonard on defense. I, I think that's that. overrating him. I like, I don't that. get how that's wrong of me to say I think mm-hmm. he's overrated because I don't think he's better than Prime Kawhi or a top 10 defender of all time. I'm not saying he's bad. I think he's a great defender, elite defender, all-time great defender. I just don't think he's top 10. I, just, I, I promise you, I never said I never said he was bad. Never once I said he was ass on mm-hmm. defense. I literally just said he was overrated in a very emotional way. But I said he was overrated. And I just got, <laughs> they got the Jordan fans. Damn, as soon as you- I just need everybody to realize, chat, understand, I made all my Jordan criticisms, and it was one name I never said to devalue Michael Jordan. Put that in your pipe and smoke oh. it, suckers. Just realize that. My it, criticism of Michael Jordan were based solely on Michael Jordan, basketball, and what I seen or heard about Michael Jordan basketball. It wasn't narratives based on anybody else comparing any other player. It wasn't none of that. I stuck to my points of Michael Jordan. Eat my ass. A lot of oh. a, a, a lot of people when they hear overrated, immediately oh, the first thing that the, the first thing that they think when they hear overrated is yo, not that good. He wasn't he he wasn't good. Well, like, wait a minute. No. If you think he was overrated, where do you have him rated? I'm thinking, I yes, me, me and Mars had this conversation. I think at prime Kawhi Leonard, I think prime Michael Jordan was a better perimeter defender. We had this conversation. Mars thinks he's overrated. I don't. All right. Agree to that's that. Uh, MP13 sent through a super chat and said, let's be real. If we ask those 90 centers if they would rather guard the post or have to guard 100 high pick and rolls and guard in space every game, they'd gladly take post defense. I still think the Patrick Ewing is struggling against Steph Curry. And I wasn't, and I wasn't saying that Jokic switches every pick and roll. That's, that's not what I was saying. So for anyone who's like, oh, he doesn't switch on Steph, I wasn't saying that. You still have to defend the pick and roll, whether you're hedging, whether you're showing, whatever you're doing. That's still taking a toll on you phys- physically when you're 6'11, 280, having to do that every damn possession. Right. Like, I'm not 6'11", 280, but I can, I can envisage that that would take a toll on you. And that's something that those bigs in, at that time didn't have to do. They were kind of anchored to the paint. And they had a hard, like, it's hard to bang down low as well. I've right. seen Anthony Davis try to bang with Yusuf Nurkic, and he was holding his ribs after one possession. So, I, trust me, I can understand. That's also hard. I'm just saying they have different difficulties. So, to compare, well, Jokic doesn't go against big, so he's really taking plays off on defense. They didn't have to go up against these explosive guards. So, I just think it's about the... They're going through different difficulties, but it's difficult nonetheless. That's and guys came off screen, and guys played pick and roll back then. Stockton and Malone played pick and roll. I mean, Mark Price knocked down the Mark, Mark down the long, knocked down the long ball. Dale Ellis knocked down the long ball. Uh, Chris Mullen played in pick and roll. It just wasn't at the volume that it is today. That's basically all guys run today. I mean, they they still had to play like that back then, and you still had to guard. That's why Shaq struggled in the pick and roll. That's why Utah owned them early. Utah owned the Lakers because Shaq struggled in the pick and roll. They did everything that they could to put Shaq in pick and roll situations. They, in fact, went at the Shaq in pick and roll situations. If you if you watch those 97, 98, 
uh, uh, NBA playoffs against the Utah Jazz. They did everything that they could to go after Shaq particularly. So, I mean, guys did play against pick and roll back then. It's just that it wasn't at the volume. And not everybody struggled. Not everybody struggled. Sure, Shaq did struggle in the pick and roll, but not everybody did. And with and when asked, would I rather heads on a guard that I know is going to take a dribble pull up or go to the rim than stay on the block and bang with 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 Patrick Ewing and Shaquille O'Neal all day? All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping out on that hedge. Every Hell yes, time. you don't want to deal with Ewing <laughs> on the box all every night. Hell time. no, yes. I, don't yes. I, would, I would, I would, I would gladly do that. Hell I'm an no. I'm a, I'm an athlete. I don't have no problem. You know what I'm saying? They're athletes. They don't have no problem moving yeah, my great. Yeah, I'm not. As, I'm not as quick as you. Right. I'm not as quick as you. But it doesn't. It doesn't take a toll on my on my body or a toll on my heart when I when I get when a when a guard <laughs> shoots the ball or goes past me. I don't give a damn. I'm playing basketball. And but do I want do I want to stick to this monster all day? No, I do not. In the words in the words of Damo talking about Damian Lillard. How many how many threes you want him to hit, Damo? <laughs> How many? No, no, make make nine threes. I'm all I'm all in for that. But every trip, every trip, every trip, make make, make tell Damian Lillard to shoot nine threes. Meanwhile, Big Ox is eyes this big because he's looking at Kenny Smith like, damn, they coming to Olajuwon again. I gotta cover this dude on the box again. Damn, here come, come on, here come Penny Hardaway. They going to Shaq again. Oh, I gotta deal with this on. dude again. And ain't nobody I'm helping lying. you neither. And ain't nobody helping you neither. It's just you and him. Just, just watching me. Right. Just it's watching just you and him. Ain't nobody helping you. Dame, that's this is what you do, Dame. Knock down eight threes. Knock yourself out. I'll hedge a little bit. Yo, chill time. I'm I'm gonna be tapping. I'm gonna be tapping. Uh, tapping Shaq on his arm like, hey, big fella, go, go sit the high screen. Come on, yo, you straight. <laughs> <laughs> we don't gotta do this all day. Big fella, he needs he needs you. Go free him up up there. Ant talks hopes with the super chat. Says start Russ bench Harden. Start bench. I think Russ probably moves to the bench. Starting both of them is crazy. Hardwood heavyweight said, Can y'all respect my Mavs now? Luca for MVP. And he's been the MVP, no doubt. Luca's if this is what it, I ain't gonna lie, Luka everybody been, been talking awesome. about some oh man, if that's what you need for LeBron for the Lakers to win, y'all ain't doing shit. If that's what y'all need from Luca to just make the plan, oh well, lie, he buddy, I see y'all in the lottery. That's second in, that's second in the West. Currently, mm. yes, they are. Like, they hey, I yes, promise you, I, I think it's more sustainable to have LeBron trying to close out games and have Luca legit dropping Luca magic every night for eighty-two games. I don't, I don't think that's sustainable. I, I do think eventually, yeah, Kyrie. Best, you, this the is the top MVP three in the NBA is going to be all European, man. I'm telling you, Luke, the, the, the Kyrie Luka's... magic will show up eventually. The Kyrie magic. I know you don't play last game, but the Kyrie magic will it though? Will it? Will it? Will it though? Are you are you sure? Because I know the games want... they play together. Yeah, they Kyrie like it's looking off. Like something about those two playing together is not looking right. Mm -hmm. Like they seem a little confused of what to do when Luca has the ball. What Kyrie? Luca does not look confused at all. Luca doesn't. So like when he has a ball, Kyrie looks a little confused, you know, on the floor. They got to work out right. you know, how to play together. But I do think eventually when Luca does have those bad games, Kyrie's a guy who can get you 30, 40 on any given night. And I think that will happen, especially in the playoffs if Luca does have a down game, even though he's incredible in the playoffs. I, I think I think they'll figure it out. They'll be the interesting thing about Luca is shots that anybody, those shots that Luca takes, anybody else takes those shots. Those are bad shots, but they ain't bad shots for Luca because he can make those shots. Step sidestep 26, 26 feet away from the basket, getting downhill, right? Getting getting a guy on his hip, and not just getting a guy on his hip, keeping him there, and then getting him getting to the bucket. Luca is definitely he's definitely one of the best playmakers in the game. 
arguably the best scorer in the game. He's been fantastic these last couple of games. One hundred percent. Yeah, Luca, yeah. even though he's not the quickest, he knows how to use his body to create space for himself. Yes, he does. He knows. Yes, how to use he does. Space. Yes, he. And and the other thing about Luca that I that I that I don't give him enough credit in, it, even though I, I'm I'm on record being very critical about Luca not being able to take care of his body. Luca is a lot bigger than what people think he is. What's Luca? Six eight. Like Luca is not a small yeah. dude. So at six eight, you know, getting into the teeth of the defense, when I just like Big Ox said, having to deal with a large one on the box. If I'm dealing with Luca, you know, bodying me all game, eventually I'm gonna wear down if I'm not if I'm not prepared for that kind of contact all game. And Luca has that kind of game where he basically wears you down because he's super duper athletic, mm -hmm. right? He's not blowing your doors off with athleticism and stuff like that. He's just, I, what I what Luca reminds me of is a boa constrictor. He's just gonna slowly choke you out. That's what he's gonna do. And you're not going to be able to do anything about it. I know one thing. If Luca keeps this up, I'm I'm heavily considering it. They're moving up my player rankings. I'm heavily I, considering. At worst, he's two. I'm not going to put him above Jokic. Jokic is just. I, I mean, know, yeah. If Luca, if Luca's not in your top five, I feel like there has to be some level of bias against him at this point. How can Luca not or be a top Zena five player? I, I need a. I need a. I need. I, there's no set. There's no satisfactory answer you can give me to tell me that Luca is not a top no, five it, player in the game. It's a satisfactory answer. Let, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Ron. I'm all in. Well, I got a. I got a mat five. So. That's the point. Like I get. If you say Giannis, cool. I get it. Jokic, cool. I get it. If you say Steph, still cool. I get it. If you're very high on Kawhi Leonard when healthy, I guess. After that, I feel like you, you're pushing some weird. Joel Embiid. <laughs> no way. Over Luca, so, so it's so no what? Way. So that's what's not a conversation. What's the argument for Embiid? Go ahead. What do you mean? What's the argument for Embiid? What's the argument Score, for Embiid? He, he, he's defense, defense size, yeah. dominance. He can score the ball too. I don't like what rebounding. So what are okay, we talking size, about? I feel like the defense and dominance kind of kinda just go together, but sure, okay. I guess. Okay, size, like dominance. Well, he's bigger and plays defense. I'm just saying. I think no. I'm talking when it comes to scoring, he scores at the same rate that Luca does. He, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, so he led the National Basketball Association in scoring last year. Yeah, because Luca played a game where he played his team makes the playoffs. Yeah, what? because Luca had a game where he played three minutes and got hurt, so it brought down his average. He actually would have won the scoring title if that game didn't happen. But um, that's besides the point. Um, so let's say they're equal to scores for the sake of argument. Let's say they're equal to scores. We'll just ignore mm -hmm. the fact that Luca scores exponentially better in the playoffs. We'll ignore that. Say they're equal to scores. Offensively, we can all agree. Luka Doncic is one of the five best offensive players in the world. We can all agree. You don't even got to say that, Moss. He's better than Embiid. You don't even have to say yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's, he's better than Embiid, and it's noticeable because he's a better passer, better playmaker, better decision maker. Mm -hmm. Isn't flustered by double teams. Blah blah blah. Better offensive player. Defensively, we can all agree Embiid is better than Luka, right? We can all agree. Yes. But we also can all agree that Joel Embiid, his motor defensively, is questionable. So he's not bringing that defensive impact every night. Whereas Luka, offensively, we understand he's bringing that defensive, um, offensive impact every single night. Leading that Dallas Mavericks offense to one of the best offenses in the league when he's on the floor. Consistently in the playoffs, he's showing up and performing, unlike Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. The injury concerns are much lower with Luka Doncic. He shoots the ball better than Joel Embiid from, from mid-range, from three combined. Free throw shooter, I guess. Cool. He gets... <laughs> my fault. He creates a shot better than Joel Embiid. Like, I disagree. I 1,000% disagree. If I'm not mistaken, Chill just said Luka shoots shots that would be a bad shot for anybody else. Does he make tougher shots? Yes. Does he create Joel a shot Embiid more? A no. Shot better than Embiid? Yeah. Joel Embiid I mean, has the what? ability to get on the block and score anytime he wants. So does Luka. Anytime he... Luka scores mm, not, a lot. Not, not, not like Joel. Not like Joel. 
Why y'all just why y'all, walk, why y'all just walking over the the cone factor? You can say, but I personally, I don't believe the value that Embiid's bringing on defense supplements what um, Luca's bringing on offense. And Joel Embiid doesn't post up way more than Luca. Like, if I wanted to get statistics, I didn't say he posts up more. I said he's better on the block than than Luca. That's what he should, though. Four four and a half post up per game last season for Joel Embiid. Three and a half. Man, Mars, I don't don't care about them numbers. Joel Joel Embiid is a better better player in the post than Luca. You you can throw out numbers and efficiency and all of this. You said for verbatim, Embiid can get on the block and get a bucket whenever he wants. I said so can Luca. That's what I said. Statistically, the proof is there. I test for me, the proof is there. You, your eyes just don't see the same thing. Luca, every time he's in the post, he's a mismatch because he's a guard. I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm he's not disagreeing. Whatever he wants every time he's in the and, post. And Luca doesn't have guards guarding him. Luca doesn't have he, he has dudes his size that guard him. Like what it's if he's if he's taking advantage of mismatches, okay, that that's amazing. But he still has like Luca still for the most part will have bigger dudes guarding him. With that being said, I'm not still saying that he won't give bigger dudes buckets. I'm just saying like don't don't say he has guards guarding him. But but even that's if it's when not he that goes in the post when he has guards quick, on him. Even even if it's not that, Luca is still better in the post than Joel Embiid. I disagree. The playmaking aspect. I'm not saying thank you. The if, if you say the playmaking, okay. I'm talking about just scoring. I'm just talking about block that's, work. That's, that's the issue. We're not talking about the actual totality of the post. We're having to You're take talking. things out to benefit Embiid. The fact that he can't play out of a double team in the post is why Luca's better down there. Luca, if you can't double team him because he can make every single pass possible. With Embiid, you know the moment he puts that ball on the floor and you double team him, He's flustered. He's gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna shoot over a double team, or he's gonna mess something up. That's and I'll take Joe. And I'll take Joel shooting over time. double teams. And I'll take that. I mean, it it clear it clearly led them leading the league in scoring last year. Double teams, triple teams, whatever. I'll take that from the biggest, from the biggest, strongest, most dominant player on the floor. I will take that. You're proving my point. The reason why the argument for Embiid has to come as some bias or nonsense against Luca because. Oh yeah, let me just what, take Mars. What do you when when you are when you are a big man and you beat the ball down low, go up and score. When Shaq gets the ball, go up and score. Shaq Shaq Robinson, go up and score. I'm not I'm not talking about okay, okay. And I get that. You do want to make correct passes and you do want to make good reads. If a dude's open, get him the ball. If a dude's right under the hoop, get him the ball. Get the ball to the open man. But also when you're a big man and you catch the ball within eight feet of the hoop, go score the fucking ball. You don't need to be trying to pass the ball. Go score the ball. It's it's yeah, the reason yeah. why you're posting no, up. Go no, get a bucket. No wonder why he struggles in the playoffs so much because he does there, that and tries there, to shoot have, over those double teams. There have, been, there have been quite a few players that a double team doesn't really affect like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. Yeah, Joel just, 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 just because just because the double team comes doesn't mean you have to pass out the double. I'm not team. saying you that. Can't. I'm not saying that. But Joel Embiid can't play out of it in any other way because he can't pass out of it. Having the ability to do both is what makes you unstoppable. Because that's why LeBron James is so dangerous in the post now. Because if you do double team. He can punish you with the pass and he can still score because he's got the power game. And Bede has the power game, but because of his inability to pass out of the post, he struggles. That's why in the playoffs, in the post, he struggles. And why is that? It doesn't mean he's a bad post player, but it means he's not as good as Luca because Luca in the post, more often than not, will create a better shot for himself or for others than Joel Embiid does. And And that's not even including everything else Luca does in the half court. And on top of that, Ron, 
the reason why yes, Joel Embiid can't pass out of the post is because he doesn't play down there as much. That's one of the main reasons why he doesn't, why he can't pass. It's not that he can't pass because I've seen him pass out of the double team on a perimeter, and he can pass out of the double team on a perimeter because he's on the double because he's on the perimeter all the time. Luca, on the other hand, when he came into the league, he was more polished. He played on the box when he was in the Euro League, so he came into the NBA knowing how to play on the block. So he knew how to, he, so he knew how to pass out of the double team. Joel Embiid could do a better job of passing out of the post if he played on the box more. But according to Joel Embiid, he doesn't play him that more. It's because he can't pass. It's a circular. It's circular. Doc Rivers didn't want to put him there because he can't pass, so he didn't give him the reps to actually learn how to pass. So he just put him at the top, and he could see the defense coming, so it made it easy for him to pass out of double teams. But then guess what? The playoffs came. Teams made him play in the post instead of at the elbow and the, and the free throw line. So then when he was there, he was confused again. That's, that, that's why you need the reps in the regular season, but he's not being given them. Yeah. And that's why Luka Doncic ultimately is a better post player. And yeah, well, Luca could be a better post player. Y'all, y'all can, you know, okay, harp on whatever you want to with Luca. I got Joel Embiid today yeah. being better than Luca Doncic. I have I'm him ahead of him myself. in my player rankings. On top of that, this is the last thing I want to end with. If you swap them and you put Luca on the Mavericks, they make no, the playoffs. No, no, we're not doing that. They and go further. This is why we're not doing you that. that I do that because I'm saying this player, this player has the ability to win more games and take this team farther. Philadelphia is a team construct that ignores what's on the roster. Sometimes the team is just built for someone else. Right. Is that team built for If I put Kevin Durant on the Lakers instead of AD, they don't win as many games. Does that mean KD is worse than Anthony Davis? Is that team built for Luka? Is that team built for Luka? Yes, it is. Is it built for Joel Embiid? Is it built for Joel Embiid? Is it built for Joel Embiid? It's not built for Luka Doncic. That's why they didn't succeed. Okay, can you answer my question? Is it built for Joel Embiid? It's better suited for him. Okay, and that's kind of that, and that's also goes to the point that I'm making. Joel Embiid can go to more situations and be successful than Luca can. Luca's a guy where you have to give him the ball, and it's like do everything else. Joel Joel Embiid, what? That's what Dallas run Premier God. He has to go to a team of a premier guard. Dallas have that in Kyrie Irving, but jo- guess what? What they Joel Embiid can go and be more successful in more teams in the NBA than Luca can. Ron, understand what better understand what better suited in game travels for. Understand what better suited in your game travels mean. KD's game travels. He is not better suited for the Lakers. If he got off that crew and Anthony Davis, if he got on that crew and Anthony Davis was on that crew, he's not better suited for that crew. That doesn't work. If Luka Doncic. The way that they are constructed in Dallas, they constructed that unit around Luca. Now they might have made, they might have missed on a bunch of different guys, but they also constructed that unit around Joel Embiid's skill set, which is why he's better suited for that unit. Luca, on the other hand, if he gets on Philadelphia, he's not just going to get on there and they start rolling. Because now what has to happen is is he's got to get the ball out of his hands. He's got to start. Not only does he have to get the ball out of his hands, he's got to start playing off the basketball way more because you got more ball handlers on the team. They play a lot faster. Luca doesn't play with that much pace. I mean, Luca gets the ball up the floor, but he doesn't play that fast. So that that unit might not be suited for Luca's skill set as opposed to Joel Embiid. It's not the same thing. Yeah, like saying a team that lacks rim protection and interior defense would benefit more from the player who brings rim protection and interior defense. No, it's not proof that he's a better player. No. Like Joel Embiid would benefit Golden State more than Luca would too. Guess what? Because they lack size and he would benefit players. every team more than Luca would. No, 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 wait, not every not team. Said, That's not the true. Cavaliers, so the Cavaliers. No, it's not true. You think Luka the Cavaliers more than Luca? Yes. You put Luca on the yes. Cavs versus Joel Embiid? Yes. Yes. The, the Cavs. I, I think, I think that was a bad example, John. 
I think, yeah, I, think, I think that was a bad example, Jalen. Every single team Joel would Joel and Bead would be better than Luca on. And they would be a better team with Joel and B. And, and I'm not I'm not saying this to knock Luca. Like I, I started this whole thing by saying if Luca keeps this up, he's gonna move up my player rankings. And I only had it's only two players that he could jump for me: Steph Curry and Joel and B. I'm saying this to say if he keeps doing what he's doing right now, he has the the, the opportunity in my player rankings to jump him. What I don't like is how okay. I said the Joel Embiid. No, 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 no. Right now. Okay, what I don't okay. like is how I said the Joel Embiid's better than Luka. And you guys all fell out of your chair like this isn't an argument to be had. Like Joel Embiid's not like that. Like he didn't just have 35, 19. Was it 35, 19, 15, seven 35, blocks and 15, six assists? 35 and 15. So with that being said, Joel's trending up too. I think Joel's going to look way better with Nick Nurse. I think what we've been seeing out of Joel the past couple of years, I think Nick Nurse actually amplifies that, and he, he brings out the dog in Joel, and he's going to start looking better. But we'll have to see that. But from what he's shown us, 33, it's not crazy to say 30, that. The argument you made just doesn't make sense. I 30, said he plays better defense, and he's more dominant. What 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 does it make sense about that, Mars? Um, and uh, you went in a ball. Oh, he passes better. Well, he passes better. The ability to score and play in the post. You said, yeah, I wanted to shoot over double teams. That doesn't like. Huh? I do want to. And you talking about if you swap, if you swap their teams. That's why I said to the mix. I never said the whole thing to the mix. Mars, I started. I started. I started saying that he's and you just how Bob said it. You skipped over the defense. You you ran as far away as you could from the defense. No, I acknowledged it. I let. I was the one who said we all agree he's a much better. I acknowledge that. was very well acknowledged. It was the. I said it. What do you mean? I ran away from it. I said it. I vocalized that. I said we all agree he's a much better defender. I said that. So how can I run away from something I said? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mars. Legos. The reason why Ron only cares about that is the same reason I only care. The same reason why I care about that because we've seen everything else in the regular season. That's why. And he folds when the playoffs come. That's why. If he if he actually performed in the playoffs at a higher level, more consistently, then we would talk about him a little bit better. That's the difference. That's why we care about that. No doubt. And the word dominant just seems to be given to people who are just strong. That I, makes me. Is, is, is Joel not dominant? Joel is. Dominant. If Joel's not dominant, then it's one dominant player in NBA. We're missing a point. And it's, it's Joel is dominant the, the same point. way Steph Curry is dominant. Right. Steph Curry dominates NBA it's, games. It's, it's two different. Players. It's two different dominant. Two That's different dominance. Right. Like it, it's, it's got it's dominance to just go to Yannis and then beads. Shaq But as left dominance doesn't just mean strong. And that's a fact. Dominate games in many ways. I would argue Luca dominates games more mm -hmm. than Embiid because what Embiid's Luka does, physically dominant. dominant. When I say dominant, I mean physically okay. dominant. He's physically dominant. Yeah, so it's he's nothing you can do with Joel Embiid. It's crazy how yes, one word one word changes the whole thing. That's all. yeah. He's more physically imposing, but dominance is dominant. I'm glad you brought that up, Lego. Five two or seven two. You're still, you can still dominate. I'm so glad that, you brought that's it. the issue I seem to have with dominance because Curry. I think if you don't <clears> think Steph Curry's more dominant than Joel Embiid, I don't know what we're talking about. I think. And I disagree with that too because overall, putting your overall stamp on the game, Joel's on the glass, dominant. Joel, Joel's a force no. on the paint in both no. ends of the floor. For that super chat right there that I just that I just read, and Embiid is not, which would explain why I'm out on Philly for that reason right there. Joel Embiid should be a 12 rebounding game guy on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, he should do that, Ron, and he doesn't. Like when he Chill. Gets, for his career, he, he averages eleven rebounds. When he gets so because, 15, so because he's one he rebound gets, short, he's not, when he gets he's, fifteen he, he, rebounds. It's headline news. When he gets fifteen rebounds, that's headline news. That he, Chill, does he that. averages eleven rebounds for his career. 
Right, and what he, are we talking about? He, he should be he rebounding the bat early on. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with his rebounding. I'm, cool with his I'm not. I'm not. He should he should be a better rebounder than what he is. When I watch Elijah average almost 13 rebounds for a decade, when I watch Shaq average over 12 rebounds for a decade, and we're talking about this dude being one of the one of the most dominant bigs in the game today, rebounding matters because rebounding is what helps your team win, both on the offensive and defensive end of the floor. And Joel Embiid is not nearly the rebounder that he should be. Luca position is, is a better rebounder than Jolie relative to his position. No, I'm not is Joel Embiid considered soft? Do y'all think Joel Embiid's soft? No. That's what we were talking about in the playoffs. I was going to say, did we call Joel Embiid soft? Yes, Joel Embiid has shown plenty of softness before. I don't like that label in general. I just think that gets thrown around a lot too, the softness. You don't got to like it, but if you're getting guarded by a 6'2 point guard, I think he's considered soft by the majority. I'm seeing yes, I'm seeing no's. I'm, seeing, I'm, I'm asking, about to just I'm run a poll. Just because, I, well, I'm just asking because when I look, and Showtime's bringing up the, the, the rebounding aspect, when I look, and it is a three-game sample size, everybody, let's just be aware of that. So far this season, you know, a guy that is considered Terry Cloth because he's very soft is third in the league in rebounds. Mm. And I look, and Joel Embiid is below a sore Thompson in rebounds. So I'm just saying if Joel Embiid's not soft, but he's being out-rebounded by a guard small forward, and AD, who is soft, is third in the league in rebounds. Man, maybe, and he might need to redefine their definitions of soft. And, don't, and don't leave, don't, don't, don't leave out Damo. Last season, he led the league in rebounding for the amount of games he played. He led the league in rebounding. That's one. Put that. Out. I don't know anybody that's soft that leads the league in rebounding. Me I can't, neither. I can't yeah, think of one time. Bad, so. I, he led the league in rebounding. Who? He might. I, who? I, I might. Remember. At one point. Who? Rudy? 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 I think he I don't Rudy. think Rudy's soft. I don't think Rudy's soft. I, not, Rudy. he's con- I know he's considered soft, and I think he's that's no. crazy. I think no. he's considered soft because he's French. You can't think of one hard French that's dude. It. Okay, see, that's it. Respect Napoleon. Respect Napoleon. I would double the. Respect Napoleon. A lot of the European just kept getting. He got uh, Rudy, Rudy did uh lead the rebound, uh, leading lead rebound in 21. Mm, I could. That was the year he, I think that was the year he won the defensive player of the year, too. 22 defensive player was Marcus Smart. So the year before that, he looked, he won the defensive player, and I think he finished like second or something like that. And, and he was, in, I think he was in. The- I just, I just yeah, don't yeah. know if any time where you can have a guy that's leading the league and rebounding, and that's a soft player. I just not. can't. Just give me an example of any time in the history of NBA a soft big. But right now, he's your injury eight in a second. I mean. He he's leads the league I don't he's think he's soft. Himself. I think he's trash. Yeah, twenty three rebounds last night, y'all. He did, but I, that's because I just think he's trash. And when you're playing with Scoot Henderson, there's a lot of shots coming off that re- off, yeah. off, the, off the rim. There's a lot of nah, shots. No, but Scoot Henderson can't him. get him the ball. I'm watching Scoot Henderson just, yes. just throw an entry pass. So, yeah, he's, right. he's struggling. Niggas that's are saying the problem. Dwight Howard. I don't think Dwight Howard was. Just because Kobe said it, don't There's nobody that all. believes that Kawhi, Dwight Howard was Dwight soft. Howard no, was Dwight Howard was not soft. He, no, he wasn't. No, no, no. Kobe believed it at one time because they was beefing on the court. That's it. I don't think. I don't think game. if you play through injuries, you shouldn't Thank be you. playing through. I don't think you're soft. Dwight Howard shouldn't have played that year in LA with that back. And he was an All NBA level player. He, let, he led the league in rebounding that year. By the yeah, way, and B just had series ending injuries and played. I don't think you're soft if you're playing on torn meniscus and sprained LCLs and broken hands and a broken face. I don't think you're soft if you're playing through all of that. I can't call you soft because this. I know it's, 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 it's not. It's not the rebound. He's gonna come for you. Bet it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not the rebounding to me. More as 
when you got bigs like the uh, uh, Joel and AD, when they settle for when they settle for jump shots and do a whole lot of flopping at the free throw line, uh, that that's that's where I see the softness. It's like you when, when you're seven foot tall and two hundred and ninety pounds, you know, get on the block and punish somebody. I think I, I think doing I think doing that fading away from the rim instead of going instead of attacking strong, those those are soft uh, soft qualities to me. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't think I don't think you. I, I do. I think you can be soft mm-hmm. and rebound. I mean, especially when you're that big, the ball just gonna come to you. Just put your hand up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. Uh, it's it's, it's more. You? It's more so the, the inability was, to attack. Was Andre Drummond soft? No, Andre Drummond so. was not soft. No. So we talking about the rebounding leaders over the last like number of years. So Andre mm-hmm. Drummond. Uh, let's see, Rudy Gobert, uh, mm-hmm. DeAndre. I think DeAndre Jordan yeah, led the right league right. in rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Was Hassan Whiteside soft? He was not soft. No, hundred percent not soft. I'm just, I'm just. These, these are guys that I'm just yeah. thinking about. Damo's right. Damo's right. If you're leading the league in rebounding, you're not soft. Frankly, if you're top three in rebounding every year, you're not soft. Those guys aren't soft. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just uh, a, a lot. A lot of times that that soft shit is a lot. Is a lot of narrative too. Mm-hmm. You know, hundred percent, no doubt. Can I slow oh, down in the oh house? My God. No. Oh. Slow in the building. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, can you tell me? Can you tell me who in today's <laughs> NBA? Slow uh, down in the house. What up, brother? I, I, I can hear you. Well, no, no. I'm about to say, can you tell me who in today's NBA isn't exaggerating contact or flopping? Because I think the flopping is literally a byproduct of just what the game is today. Everybody does it. The Monty Sabonis isn't doing it. Which wait, would explain why guys are getting the they implemented the technical foul rule for now for flopping. They got nah. it, they're getting rid of it. They're selling calls on mm-hmm. why they're flopping. But I don't even I I don't I don't think flopping is as bad as it was years ago. I didn't think the flopping's come down. Back before they yeah. tried to yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think yeah. selling a call is flopping. I exactly think flopping is when there's no call to be made and you're just Okay, oh, yeah. sell, selling the call is one hundred. Is one hundred percent flopping. I don't think that's flopping. I think that's. My thing is, if I, I think that's you. I think you got fouled. You're showing the ref you got fouled because if you just go straight up, they don't. No. Call, they don't call it. So you no. got. But see, see, that's the difference. If you, if, if I'm playing, if you, when you're taught to play ball, you're taught to play through contact. That's what you're taught. When you get hit. When you get fouled, you get fouled. Go that up is strong. It. I, go th- up that's strong. it. You play through contact. Now, if you exaggerate contact, then it's flopping. If I get hit on the arm and I'm a big man or a guard and I can play through that, this is a foul. No matter play what, this is a foul. But if I do, that's exaggerating. That's I got hit. But what the fuck is this? What is my arm doing? That's, this that's like that's because that's every time they go up strong, the ref doesn't call it because yeah. they, hey, they didn't see the contact. You got I get it. I'm Mars, I understand. Fouled and you're Mars. not calling it. I'm gonna have to show you. I'm, Mars, I'm not. I'm not complaining about flopping. I understand why players flop. I know why it's normalized, and I know why a lot of the star players do it. I get that. I get why people sell calls. All I'm saying is, when we have guys like AD, guys like MB, we're calling them soft for exaggerating contact. Oh boy. But we have in a, a whole league of players who have normalized that because that's the only way you get calls. I can't call you soft if you legit have an instance of, okay, if I'm playing through contact, I'm not getting calls. So I have to sell it to get calls. I don't think that's I don't think that's soft. That's just abusing the game. That's abusing the rules. That's the rules of the game. It's soft too. If I if I'm if I'm going if I'm going this way and somebody touches me. But it's not. But I can go through that. You're supposed to go through it, like you said, Dom. You play through contact. So anytime, anytime, like for instance, if I uh, uh, 
what is it like if I'm if I'm a big man or, or, or taking trying to take a charge or something like if I barely get touched if it's not if you if this person is clearly not strong enough to move me but I'm just doing this anyway that's a flop it's a flop and it's it's I pitiful guess, I guess it's I pitiful and it's fucking up the game I just I, I guess I don't just view it as a negative term and that's probably where it is yeah, I do 100 yeah I don't mind I don't mind calling yeah. it a flop but I I don't think it's a bad thing that you have to show the refs you are fouled if they were doing their jobs correctly I don't think people would be flopping. But yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you if you if you could have scored the basket still, but you missed because you're too busy trying to steal the call, and this isn't even basketball anymore. It's just theater at this point. Yo, Lo, what's what, what's good with you, man? Down in the house, what up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> what what you got on your mind today, what man? What's you what's up? What up, brother? What up, low down? Are you just making a Halloween appearance? What, what's up? Luca what hate, man. He heard the Luca hate. Had to pull no, 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 man. Shout out to Harden for standing on business, man. Shout out to James Harden. <laughs> Shout out to James Harden. <laughs> James Harden, he be, he be standing on business, boy. He be standing on business. He get what he want. By far the, the, the most standing on business play I ever seen in my life, boy. It's ridiculous, boy. Four teams in five years? That's impressive. I ain't never seen a player like that at an all-star hey, level. Get traded four players in four teams in five years, man. And he goes to the team that he wants to go to. That's crazy. I ain't never. That's motion. That's motion. That's just, I don't know, man. He knows the CBA in and out. He knows the rules. He knows when to show up. He knows when to put the fat suit on, when to take it off. He he knows, man. He knows what he need to do, man. He knows when he need to. Man, went to China to tell people about Daryl Morey because he knew that was he knew that was an ops, bro. That man, was the play. That's a play. That was a play. And it made sure and made sure somebody recorded too, and then dropped it on a timeline minutes afterwards. Man, he's standing on bidding, man. I can't even be mad at James Harden no more, man. That's a, that's a crazy man. That's crazy. So and in the last in the last five years, low he's played with Chris, last I'm sorry six years he's played with Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant. Now it's going to be Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook again. Did I leave anybody out? Still doing it. Joel Embiid. That's what he's played with in the last six years. And he wanted to play with every single last one of them. Too. Damn. He's standing on Benning, man. Hey, he definitely hey, man. gets what he wants. He definitely. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a level of. I, that moved him up my all time list. <laughs> what all time you know that has that type of motion? I, I don't know. I, every time he wants to go somewhere, he goes there. Hey, but exactly. Don't don't we like to see these, these these young LA brothers get together in LA? I mean, Kawhi, Paulie, Russ, James, ain't Norman from LA too. A whole bunch of LA cats yeah. together in UCLA, LA. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's UCLA. That's Low, how does it how does this thing work, Low, in in Los Angeles? Um, they're gonna be really good offensively. Defensively, they lost a lot of length, which they already were struggling with. But I don't I don't know how they're gonna like. They basically the team that to beat is the Nuggets, and I don't know how they they didn't get better at doing that. I don't think they got better at doing that. Mm. That's the biggest problem. Uh, but they PJ Tucker versus Jokic. Okay, they still got Zubac. I guess you just didn't see it last season. I guess um. But yeah, I don't. I don't. I I think offensively they obviously like they address a lot of their concerns with ball handling. Um, playmaking, kind of leveraging a lot more things to get the um, PG and Kawhi quality looks. I think it's going to make a lot of what they do offensively more sophisticated, and I think they have a coach that does it that does that well. 
However, I just don't like the team to beat is still Denver, and they didn't address any of those concerns at all. And I think that was, that's the problem. That was my next question to you. So essentially, what they did, Lo, from from what I'm understanding, you we didn't address our problem. What we did was the stuff that we good at. We're just gonna get better at it and see if we yeah. can win that way. Yeah, and and to be fair to Ty Lue, he was already running small ball lineups even last year with DeAndre Ayton. He had no PG, no Kawhi. Um, and still ran lineups without Zubac. So he he don't mind running small ball lineups. I think that's just who he's been for the better part of the last two years. But the, the problem is, is that I just think, obviously, Jokic just isn't like a normal big. So you had to put bodies in around him. not even an abnormal him. big, low. Yeah, he, yeah, not, he, not only is he not a normal big, he's not, not even an abnormal big. He's different he, than that. He's glazing, okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. No, right, why can't right. you, why, why can't we just respect the dude that's awesome and this and we can respect other players that are, are that are fantastic and also respect the dude that's just better than anybody else. Why can't we do that? Because I was called a glazer for doing the same thing ten months ago. So you're a glazer. Mm, oh. so. Well, who who would you? No, th- th- there's no way that you glazing, Mars, if you respect him <laughs> that this dude is just better than everybody else. That's exactly what I was going to Glazer for. And it, well, when they were praising Jokic, when they were praising Jokic early, and that's all I was, I was going to Glazer the whole time. No, that's not Glazing. That's not this dude is better than everybody else. He just is. The only only concern I really have is just like obviously injuries, injuries in defense. Like defensively, they were already kind of have like more dependent on Kawhi and PG, and both of those players are not the same defenders that they once were. Um, them defending like more motion offense or teams that are just sizable is going to be a bit questionable. I think they, I mean, I think they still match up well with like, um, Phoenix, for example. Like, I, I think if you're Phoenix, like, you just you did all that this all season for what? And it just got <laughs> like, that's that's do a monkey wrench in our holes, <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of that's kind of tough. Yeah, if you're Phoenix, you you Phoenix they match up with Phoenix, really. I think well. they match up well, and I think they are better than Phoenix. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen Bradley Beal's back, boy. He's cooked. He's cooked. I don't know what to tell you. He was shooting around yesterday, boy. He looked like me out there. It's crazy. Oh was, no! Okay. Yeah, he's he he was out there stiff back and all, bro. You this thing of ridiculous failure. Did they not know about his back before they traded? That's what I was about to ask. That was my next question. Well, sometimes, with, sometimes with the back, like you actually don't he, show you the problem. You know, how did he pass the physical? Bad back. I actually have no idea. I don't know how he passed the physical and, and already missing games. Is it a muscle thing or what's going on? And is this something know. new or is this lingering? Well, it's no, not. This has been lingering for like two years now. I think they just said that's lower back pain or like back spasm. That's why. Yeah, that's why right. he's been missing games. Yeah, that's why he's been missing games. Yeah, for like he's got an MPJ years. back. That's tough. It's right. tough. It's tough for my boy. If he gets um, back yeah. surgery. Yeah, that's done. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, they're done. You're done. They're done. But I also, I just don't think that Beal is like Beal is going to be moving like he needs to be. And I think you have both Kawhi and PG to guard um, KD and, and um, Book. Not saying that they're going to shut them down, but they match up really well. But on the flip side, there's no real matchup for Kawhi, PG, and Harden. There just isn't one. Like, they don't have the personnel. Okay. You're, you're still. Okay. Okay. Dang, I left and you're still trolling. That's crazy. That's, that's insane to me, boy. You're just still trolling. So, Tristan Cook, he's enough for defense? I'm reading mm. Yeah, he's there for defense, but is he known? Is he going to do as he's going to do? He's going to play good enough defense to stop them? I've I seen him block Jalen Green shot. I've seen it. Jalen Green is trash. Oh, whoa. Super chat, super chat, super chat. Whoa. the best player on the team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Super chat. No, Mark. Uh-uh. And then, and then, but I ain't gonna hold you, bro. That boy, Philly boy. And they, they rolling the dice, boy. Jesus Christ. They rolling the dice. Ox said he cooked you, by the way. On what? Give Tyrese Maxi the ball. Yeah, he was right. Ox was right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Good you're one. right. Nice um, but Philly, but Philly still kind of cooked, boy. They 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 rolling the dice that Chicago's dumb enough to trade them Zach Levine. That's basically what they're doing right now. Which if they do that, they're for, they're dumb. for just a bunch of expirings. Draft picks. Those draft picks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for draft for draft picks. He's right for a bunch of expiring draft picks. Yeah. They got so, nothing else. They have so nothing two else. Two first rounders they got from the Clippers, and then maybe they're rolling. Maybe three first rounders. Yeah, and, 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 and the contracts are match. Yeah, contracts are match. It might. One, maybe if they're lucky to buy Harris. One, 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 of the, one of the picks they got from the Clippers. Well, two of them. Two of the picks they got from the Clippers. One is protected, and it mm. might be lottery protected, and the other one is a pick swap. Yeah, bro. Like these are not like sound decisions. The the twenty eight one is unprotected. Yeah, twenty eight is unprotected. The Bulls. I never, are, I, I never thought, I never thought I'd be starting a free Joel campaign. Yes, big big yeah, options. Y'all, you know y'all please get on board with that free that. Joel campaign. Man, I'm call, telling y'all, they're gonna be Brooklyn. better than y'all think they're gonna be. Brooklyn, I promise call Brooklyn. you. This is crazy. I would do a beef for Fred Van Vliet and Pitts. And beef. I bet you would, Mars. I bet you would, Mars. Ain't nobody doing that. Hell no. Click. That's what the that's what the phone sound like when when you call and ask for that. Get the hell out of here! You got to you got to say good, man. You don't need you don't need no one You got to say good. No. How many how many first round picks does Dallas got? Nice. Dallas, Dallas. I don't think Dallas has that many picks. A lot of teams no. don't really have that many picks. Yeah. Oh, OKC okay, is the team that has all. all the picks. It's what okay okay see Brooklyn and uh and uh Utah has a lot of picks. Utah has a lot of picks as well. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that have other teams' picks. Houston has a lot of picks. Houston does have a lot of picks, yeah. yeah Fred, Fred, so, Fred Van Fleet is I, I, NBA champ. So is Thomas. If we Bryant. need to, if we need to throw in Cam Whitmore, if we need to throw in Cam Whitmore, I say you can throw in one young player. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Throw, what, what do you mean throw him in? Like, hey, you can have this too. Are you kidding me, Mars? <laughs> if that's what, if we have <laughs> what to give Cam Whitmore to get Embiid, reluctantly, reluctantly, I might do it. Cam, get your ass on that first day smoking. Cannot hold a trade up. Of all the people who can't hold a trade up, a rook can't hold a trade up. He can't for a league MVP. Guarantee if the Spurs up with Wemby for MB, they do it. Guarantee. Of course, hundred <laughs> percent. What do you mean? What do you think about? Yeah, Spurs call up Philly and say Wemby for MB. You think that's it? No. Philly might throw in picks. Philly might throw in picks just to sweeten the deal. Philly would give them Maxi too. Hey, don't nobody got time for that old shooting ass man. <laughs> what up? What else? What up? Now that yeah, I think about it, Mars, Philly will be like, Philly will be like, what else you want? Exactly. He <laughs> was meant to be the number five pick. So realistically, just as much value as Wimby. Are we right? really putting? Are we really? Are we, we really so, saying Cam Whitmore? You trying to sell me Cam Whitmore and Wimby in the same class? Give me a break. And Fred Van Fleet. And Fred Van Fleet. Mars, you. I projected to go number. You take years off my life. I I promise you, you do. You, you there's times when you take years after the off NBA draft. Years. After the NBA draft, what did we all talk about? Who was the seal of the draft? Whitmore. What did we say? Guess why? Because he was meant to be the number five. Pick. Nobody's talking about Detroit. Cam Whitmore as arguably the greatest player to ever play basketball, though. Nobody's yeah. saying that, Moss. That was yeah. I was gonna say they still think that. Been trying to tell y'all he not that dude. Shout, not, shout, shout not out 15 point per game score. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to somebody in the chat. I forgot the Knicks also have a lot of drive capital as well. But like mm-hmm. it's 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 like a handful of teams that has like a lot of other teams draft capital. Long story short, um, yeah, I and bro, that process is kind of cooked. That, that's done. What do you mean, kind of? He's the only one left from the process. Yeah, it's yeah. done, bro. He's the that's, only one. That's done. That's done. That's that's done. done. That's done. That's that's done. That's some success. It's done. just gonna reach the finals. It is what it is. Yo, so can I hear from you guys? Conference finals. 
Can uh, I hear from y'all yeah, on, on like rap, actual trade destinations that, that we go believe that Joel Brooklyn. can go to? Brooklyn. Well, I actually, I actually think the Knicks now. Though. Golden State. Golden State. You need a big. Get Jonathan Kaminga. It's, it's, it's okay. Fuck you, Mars. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, give him out of here. Okay, see. If he goes okay, see, does he play beside Chet? Play beside Chet or does Chet go? The Golden State are gonna do it. I'm beyond with you, Jonathan Yo, Mars. Now you taking years off of my life. They're going to offer up Brandon Pajimski, Trace Jackson Davis, Picks, Andrew Wiggins. Bring it to It's 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 OKC. OKC has a draft capital. They have the young players. They have the cap flexibility. They have a lot of things that you would want. But do you um, move off Chet? That's the thing. Because that's I I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But you move off Jalen Williams. If it if it can't, yeah, you would move off J Dub. But if it came down to it, I might actually just move off of Chet. Oh, then yeah. there's no so, way. So, 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 yeah, rough, Philly, if OKC are willing to offer up chat, yeah, Philly, there's no way. There's no way. I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. you wouldn't, but if it came down yeah, yeah. to it, I would. Chat so, so I wouldn't even so, if, they no, for that, chat, if they asked for chat, I would just stop all the negotiations. On that, if they ask for chat, I'm throwing them every pick possible. Every pick possible. J Dub and about seven of those other guys you have at the end of the bench that aren't playing that are still prospects. And you'd be like, if you're not taking this, have fun. Because if you're moving off MB, the process is over. So if you're looking at this Oklahoma City roster, who is untouchable on that roster? Who are you? Who are you Shea, saying? No, you can't. Shea, 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 Shea. It should be Shay and Chad. One, one more time, though. Shay and who else? Giddy's in. Giddy's Giddy, uh, touchable. Giddy's touchable. Giddy, I, I, I think Giddy's. To go off what Lowe said, I think Giddy being touchable is. The way to nice, the promised land, nah, if you nah, if you want to hold on, hold on, hold on, I don't, I don't think see view. I don't think you want to hold on to him, but I don't think they view it. You can give a J Dub, I think J Dub, I think Kason Wallace, um, Usman Jang, maybe Pokusevsky. Those guys have to be a there's no way Philly is doing this. If Chet's not maybe has to be a part of this deal. There's no way they they know they do it. Giddy and J Dub isn't a bad pack. As good as Giddy, as good as Giddy is. They're not doing this without Chet. Chet Giddy and J Dub are both what under the age of 23. And none of those dudes are franchise players. None of them. I'm not I'm not giving up Chet. Chet's not going. Then we then Thanks for sometimes sometimes that's just how it's gotta be take care brother because this deal can't happen without chat he has to be a part of this deal I think the next if I give you 10 picks long long story short I'm gonna say why does he have to be a part of this deal though you're not giving me 10 picks though they got 30 25 over the next five years right they do have that many picks so give up 10 seven give him seven Seven, I mean, seven and both Jalen's. Seven, both Jalen's a loop door. Come on, you give a, genuinely, genuinely, five, five first round. Let's be real, five first round picks, both Jalen's, and if it comes down to it, Josh Giddy, you don't think that's enough for for the league MVP? Wait, hold, for, for three the league, years, you don't think that's enough? Left to the beat, like a beat again. You're never gonna. Well, when, when I when I think about it, you're never gonna get. A, you're never gonna get enough. I'm what I'm trying to get back. Yeah, you're not. I'm trying get to, enough, yeah. Right. I'm I'm trying to get back what I'm giving up. I mean, Shaq was traded for Karan Butler, Lamar Odom, and Brian Grant, and two ones. That's what Shaq was traded for that's at that fire. time. That's, a, that's, a that's also a situation right. where him and Kobe, they weren't getting along. There was other factors. Even still, it's still Shaq oh, yeah, getting traded. Yeah. It's about to ask yeah. out. And Beat about to ask out. And Beat is about to ask out. And if Embiid asks out, if Rudy Gobert goes for four ones, at minimum, Mars, I mean, you, you said 10 picks. 
But that's their age. They have the they have the ability to give up ten. They have the I need at least five. And, and I don't think with the collective yeah. bargaining agreement, you can't give up. I, I don't think you can give up more than five. Three seconds, or it's like three as long as it's not your picks, I think you can. As long as like you can't give up your picks and like back to back years or whatever. But they have a bunch of picks from everyone else. Yeah. Anything they, to not give up Chet. They'll offer up as many picks as possible. I'm to gonna not say, and it makes sense. Genuinely, you telling me five picks, J Dub and Giddy is not worth the league. In? What? Well, five picks on it. Uh, okay, Damo, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do. Man, those five picks, those got to be ones. I need some twos too. You got to throw them. They in. are ones. Those yeah, five one. picks are ones. Yeah, okay, five, so, yeah, so, 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 so you're not getting five number ones. Why are you not getting five number ones? Absolutely. Wait, Jalen, what are you talking about? I don't know what Jalen's talking about. Giddy is absolutely getting five. First round pick to a lot of teams by himself. That's fine. Yeah, you can have J Dub and five Man. first rounders. That's a lot for what three years of Embiid? Donovan Mitchell went for three years of Embiid alongside of Chet and Shed. Man, if you don't shut the hell up. OKC is two of best with his young core right now. No, they're not. They're not. No, they're not. The whole opportunity to win now. No, they're not. The whole purpose of them getting these players is to trade for somebody like Embiid. That's the whole point. They're not that invested. And the fact that, and the fact that, and the fact, Jalen, and the fact that, here's the difference. Here's the difference, though, Jalen. The difference is. You say you don't like Shea, it. Shea Gilders Alexander. Cool. The process of Shea Gilders Alexander, him getting better, that's moved up the timeline, right? Yeah. So because that's moved up the timeline, now we got to get better now. We don't have four or five more years to continue to develop. If we can get a guy like Joel Embiid in here now, as opposed to hoping that Jalen develops, hoping that Josh Giddy continues to develop, mm -hmm. we got to do it. Now, I'm thinking, Mars kind of threw me off the track with the 10 ones. I'm like, Wait a minute. Now I got to think about 10 ones. Yeah, five of them got to be ones. Four or five. Okay, four or five. Okay, I see five got to be five got to be ones. So, so now you get rid of it. But you, so you think Chet and, and Joel will be going to play beside each other then? I don't, that's what I'm five. saying. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Why does that not work? Wait, 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 wait. Come on, let's cut this Why does that not work? We don't want Joel and B playing with OKC. We don't want Joel and B playing with the Warriors and all that shit. Man, y'all relax, man. How about Joel and B in Sacramento? How about that? How you feel about that? I don't know. Nah, because we're not giving up Keegan Murray. So fuck out of here. Can I ask Jalen, why does Embiid and Chet not work as a front court? Um, no, I mean, no, you're right. Cajola B can shoot from the perimeter. So, I so mean, can Chet. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's that reliable a chest perimeter shot. What the fuck? Yeah, so you're I'm not sorry, watching I don't, I don't think, I don't think Chet's You're not watching him play. Reliable. Okay. Even a few more games. You don't like, think it's reliable? It's been reliable since he was in high school. What's reliable? I'm going to say he's been a shooter. In college, in, in, in college, college, he was at thirty nine percent. He's shooting sixty fucking three percent on four game right now. Okay, couple games. No, no, even that's if that's wait. not sustainable, him dropping is still above league average at at worst. Him dropping is above league average. I could be wrong here because they're both good. Defenders. Yeah, you I are wrong. wrong. You are absolutely wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong here. I could be wrong. Jalen, what's idiot Jalen Williams? What's more is they can give that up. Go get Joel, and still have the assets to go get more. Which are obviously, obviously, if they're in a win now mode, they gonna go grab a couple more vets or just pieces to fill in alongside them. Hey, look, I'm gonna put it like this: OKC got a a nuke in their back pocket, and when they let that go, everybody better just duck for cover. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I go as far right, as to right. say if I'm OKC and if Chicago's willing to like make a trade, that's dumb. 
I'm willing to trade pieces to Chicago so they don't trade Levine. Like, like whatever trade needs to happen so they don't, like, Levine just doesn't need to be traded. Nobody needs to be helping Philly right now. Like, Philly so needs you, to, you'll like... Make it, so you're saying you'll make a trade with Chicago so that it's, a, like, an undercover deal, like, hey, look. Yeah, don't trade you Levine. This, just don't trade Levine. Don't trade Levine. I'll give you just a player. Keep, keep him here. And we'll just give you a couple yes. picks. Why yes. does the why does the Thunder have any? Why would they care about trying to keep the, the same the, okay. the same way the Thunder was like, oh y'all, y'all need draft picks to facilitate this trade right now? Oh, say less. We'll, we'll help you out. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you out right now. I'll give you draft picks so y'all can get this done because the only thing that Philly's about to receive is a bunch of it's expiring contracts from role players. Fine, we'll do that. Hey. Hey, when we play Chicago, make sure we lose to Chicago. Chicago need to understand that they believe that they're better than what they are, so they not rush to trade Levine. Make sure they're good. But I'm trying to make sure Chicago does not make that trade because if they make the trade and they get Levine, if Philly gets Levine, then 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 everything else Embiid is kind of out. Embiid is staying. Leaving. He's staying. So I'm trying to make sure that they have they get no option at all. Some sort, right? Who cares? It has to be. Did you just see what James Harden just did? I don't care. Mm. Don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, real, real quick for my, my man, Mr. Marquavian Black. I, I apologize. Donovan Mitchell, he didn't go for four ones. He actually went for five ones. 25 first round pick, 26 first round pick, 27, 28, and 29. So he that, didn't go for Danny, three. He went for five ones. Yeah, some he, he's trading. He's trading five five first rounders for without yeah. a doubt. Like mm. five firsts are going for like without a doubt, actually. So I'm not really concerned about that. It's the young players, and if they say, and, and to be fair, is also be very mindful that it is Daryl Morey, and he's staying on business on that on that phone call. So he's gonna be asking for chat. We can just go in. We can get, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. He's having, having a bit, I'm, I'm having a difficult time with. I'm having a difficult time with Morey saying, "Okay, I'll take these picks and I'll take Josh Giddy." Morey is like, "Yo, if Chet's not part of the deal, I'm out." Yeah, he, he knows he's, he knows he's lying. He Wait, so do you do that? Yeah. Chat at five picks. If you're OKC, do you do that? What? I'm saying we do it right away. You're talking <laughs> about winning out. Really, we get checked five picks. And I, I keep, I keep, J Dub and yeah, and, nah. and Giddy, 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 Giddy just isn't. He's having a slow start, start to the season. So I got to figure out what Giddy really is. I'm saying so. No, if I'm Philly and we get Chet five picks, if I, if I, if I, well, well, I'm honest with you, maybe not five anymore if you get Chet, but if I get like three picks in Chet, I'm, I'm, I'll probably do that. I'll probably do that. Yo, I'm throwing a parade and it's, hey, it's the process is restarted. That's the name of the parade through the city. Oh, man. But if we get, if they somehow get to keep Chet and Bede and Shay, oh, man, the league is done, man. Good luck with that. The league is done I for. I love how we just made up a trade, and now we're talking about OKC at the time convention. <laughs> right, it's gonna happen for sure. <laughs> but but long story short, yeah, a Philly. I understood what they're doing. I I understand what they're trying to do. I just think that's a, like a, a crazy risk, and I know understand they also didn't have that many options. I just think that is a crazy risk, bro. That is such a crazy risk that I I'm actually surprised that they even like thought that that would even work out. Fairly disappointed. Actually, sleeping on Philly right now. They they favorites on Eastern Michigan. <laughs> for what a favorite favorite for a second round exit. Just wait. But even if they get Zach Levine, I think they still be below Boston and Milwaukee. But so if Chicago yeah. trade Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. Um, they where? 
where, 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 the Rosen would just go to anywhere because he's a con- expiring contract. So any mm-hmm. team that just needs an expiring contract will pick him up. Levine, it's positioned that he's supposed to be going to Philly. That's that's what it looks like. And probably you, you, you view Demar as an expiring contract. He yeah. isn't expiring. He literally that's what he no. Is. But I mean, like that's that's the value you put on him. Not oh, he can help a contender for this season. You just view him as oh, his contract's expiring. He'll be off the books. That's how you view him. I don't think he'd be traded to a contender from Chicago. I think he'd be traded to somewhere where they just they He's just salary dump. Yes. Well, what, so what it's we, nowhere that could use Demar Derozan. No, it's not nowhere that they could use him. I'm thinking him being a salary dump and they end up buying him out and then he ends up signing somewhere like Miami or something like that. Hey, Mars, I got to get it to you, man. You're a good content creator, man. I like that out of you, boy. I like that out of you. You you really got people convinced that DeRozan is really going to be giving somebody some really good PT in the playoffs. I like that out of you, Mars. I like that out of you, bro. Demar is still broke. Good. King of content. It's less than 18 months ago. Demar DeRozan was an MVP candidate. True. And now we're saying. Two, two, two. Not and, to now, me. and now we're saying. To the NBA. To the NBA. Yeah. Ah. Demar DeRozan as a third or fourth option on any team is pretty solid. We're not that's a lie. DeMar DeRozan. That's Stop. a lie. As a third or fourth option? To any note, to any team, that's a lie. Okay, maybe to any team. I say. I said maybe most okay on any team as a fourth option. Yes, any team as a fourth option. Give me a that's fourth a option lie. better than Demar Derozan. What's the fourth option? Low, 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 how you feel about Demar Derozan? Come on, like, Give me a fourth four. option on any team that's better Aaron than Demar Gordon, but that's besides the point. I, w- I would rather have Aaron Gordon than Demar Derozan mm-hmm. for that team specifically. Let me be clear. That that that, that team specifically. That, that team specifically. Murray, right. Who do you have? An MPJ shoot. MPJ and then MPJ versus. I mean, for that team for their build, I get what you're saying, but the way that team specifically, I rather have. Okay. Even though so, tomorrow over MPJ on most teams, I'll take tomorrow over MPJ. I'll take tomorrow over MPJ on most teams. <gasps> no. Yeah, I st- I catch it. Come on. I mean, glor- MPJ is basically a glorified uh, three and long D ball guy, shooter. Like, yeah, hundred percent. And and Demar Derozan is a glorified regular season score. Why would I want him? Still giving you a solid. Well, uh, he's giving you basically maybe the same as as. Uh, what does Demar Derozan look like? Is about to pause. Larry Bird's an all-time scorer, man. No, take it a step <laughs> further than that. that. Uh, no, Mars, don't don't stop there. Take it a step yeah. further than that, Mars. At the end of this season, he'll be top five all-time with two guards in scoring. Mm. Congrats. That's the point. They say regular season scorer and the playoffs. He definitely has he'll be top five ball. all-time. Is Demar Derozan a Hall of Famer? No. Jesus Christ. I think he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. But those numbers, hundred percent, he's in the Hall of Famer. No, Jesus, my God. Jesus. No, you know, they let everyone in the NBA Hall of Fame. I don't think NBA Hall of Fame. Everyone's in the NBA Hall of Fame. What is it? There is no, there, there is no pro basketball Hall of Fame. There's yeah. no pro oh, basketball Hall of Fame. Basketball Hall of Fame, the guys that mm-hmm. are in it. But what, did, but, what did, but what did he do in college? Every, he only played one year. That's everyone it. That's above, everyone who's above DeMar DeRozan in scoring is either in the Hall of Fame or is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Joe Johnson and Antoine Jameson? Are they above him? They have, but they both had twenty thousand. They ain't not in there. That's not. That's not what I said. How much did Demar have now? Career? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's Bird passing Poole. them. He's passing them yeah. this season. So you, you got Larry Bird, Hall of Fame, right. Chris Poole, Gary Payton, Steph, Clyde, right. Elgin, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Adrian Dantley. I think he passed Robert Harris in the Hall of Fame. Season. Robert Harris in the Hall of Fame. Robert Harris, the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, Robert Harris. Demar, Demar gonna get in there. Allen Iverson, Russ, Ray Allen, James Harden, Patrick Ewing, Artis Gilmore, Jerry West, Reggie Miller, Rick Barry, Alex English, Vince Carter, Kevin Garnett. John Havlicek, Paul Pierce, Tim Duncan, George Gervin, Dominique, Oscar Robertson, Hakeem, KD, Elvin Hayes, Dan Issel, Carmelo Anthony, Shaq, Moses, Dr. J, Will, Doug, MJ, Kobe, number 32 from Utah, Kareem and LeBron. That's everyone above him. 
I guess I guess I guess, he'll, I guess he'll um he'll set the new standard then. He passes. He, he passes Drex before the seasons. Before yeah, the season is before over. Before three is done, Drex. he'll probably have twenty three thousand points. If he's gonna hit twenty three thousand next year. The, next he's year, yeah. he, he, he might. He might have twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a guarantee? You got twenty five thousand career points. That's basically. Oh, he's going to Hall of Fame for yeah, sure. That's that's first yeah, ballot. Joe Johnson's at fifty two all time. He's he's pent up. We don't care about that. Right. Demar is at forty four. I mean, Joe yeah, and let's say let's say let's say that Demar Demar ends up going to like what you what you said, Jalen. You said Miami. Let's say let's say he goes to Miami and they and they they, they grab a, a ring or something, or goes to Milwaukee and they grab a ring or something. He's definitely in the Hall of Fame. There go, there go, low. Now we talk about something different. He's a champion. Now we talk about, about an all time great scorer. We talk about a champion too. That's right, low. <laughs> Yo, I just see what you did. All-time great scorer. If that happens, he will be the first ballot. First ballot Hall of Fame. I didn't know we were playing 2K, boy. That's what I'm saying. We just sat here and played 2K for 30 minutes, Law. Even though, even though, even though DeMar DeRozan in 15 years been an all-pro. These many times. Hey man, so Eric, once every five years, you're elite. Hey, chill town. Eric Spolster had games. Like, remember when he was the number one seed in the East? Eric Spolster get everyone playing. You mean Kyle Lowry? <laughs> oh, not Kyle Lowry. That's the one exception. Kyle Lowry, the one exception to thrive with Spolster. I'll give you that. Oh, All right, fellas. Check, check, check me out. I'm going to dive into some super chats for these last few minutes that we got on the show. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. Oh, the Wakandan saying. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. He said, good trade for Philly. Frees up $65 million in cap space for the next summer and gives them assets to use at the trade deadline. Plus, Arden Hoass is gone. It's not a good trade. That's a terrible – geez, look. That's whatever. Just, trade that's just wasting Joel Embiid's life. Yeah, you're, you're wasting it. I don't know why. Trade – you need – oh, man. Expiring contracts, great. All right, bet. For Mimo said, the worst part about the Harden move is that we all know what Mookie is going to do to Harden now. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The glaze coming or the hate? So oh, if, the, if, the, if the Clippers win a ring this both, year, actually, if the Clippers win a ring this year, and James Harden is at pivotal, maybe the second best player or the best or the third best player. Would you would you think he'd be the second best, Morris? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next. Next, yeah, we'll talk. James um, Harden wins a ring. Is, where where does he go on the all time shooting guard? Actually, I was going to say he'd be better than Iverson at that point. Hey, you said it on me. I'm just he might he might he might be fourth. He might be fourth. I mean. I want to say because the, the number him is he hasn't won. If he wins, yeah. and he's a key key player, twenty and ten in the finals. I will say this: this is why I where this is where I do agree with Ticket because I don't know how we gonna be ranking players and niggas just be asking out every eighteen months. I just don't every eighteen that. months. But you just gave him credit for standing on business. Oh, he's he's standing on bending where he want to go though. Where he want to go, he gonna do it. He's moving. He's moving up for me. I'm just if, you know, if he wins a ring, there'll be there'll be a lot of people saying he was better than Dwayne Wade. I don't know if I'm going that far. Oh people already Nobody's going to say that. No, I don't think The people who already think Harden's better than Dwayne Wade, they don't facts, care about facts, the rings. Yeah, so the ring is already going to move them. No. And I don't think it's going to change anyone think, who already has Dwayne Wade over. Yeah, his counting metrics with the he ring. He can't touch Dwayne Wade to me. But that force I'm with you. I'm with you. It's possible. D Wade is not touchable. It's already there for you. Yeah, D Wade is not touchable. D Wade is not touchable. The mother Rosen better than Mitch Richmond. Now remember, now remember, now remember, uh, hello. Now remember, Mitch Richmond did he, he he did he did he did sneak in the back door and snatch a ring off the table. He did do that. 
Oh no, I I think that Mitch Richmond is better. I don't know why we even had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, let's please move on. He, he did. I just want to make sure we clear on that. Oh man. Marquivian Black says salute to the panel. Respectfully chill. Is it fair to say AD maxed out? AD is it fair to say AD hasn't maxed out due to his lack of playoff appearances, wins, all NBA snubs. Aside from that, what can he do? Is it fair to say he ha- that 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 sounds like double that, talk? That, that he hasn't maxed out due to uh due to well, his lack of playoff appearances, his wins, and his all NBA well, snubs. I, I can't max out, and I was snubbed to being an all NBA performer because I was obviously playing at that level. I just got snubbed. That doesn't mean that I didn't max out what I was trying to do. But to answer your question, the question sounds black and white. Did Anthony Davis max out his potential? No, without a doubt. Unfor- unfortunately, even if even if injuries derailed him, unfortunately. That's the that, even if that's an excuse, you can say no. I think more so consistency because we see the so, flash. Wait, so when AD came into the what? NBA, right? Twenty twelve, when AD came into the NBA, right? You're telling me if you got told <coughs> this is what he would be, you'd say that he didn't reach his max potential. Come on, man. what he, he is was, now, what he what he became at his best, what AD was. Whether you think he's at his best now, or you think he was at his best three years, I didn't ago, think that he was whatever. You telling me that that isn't better than what you thought he was going to be coming in. I didn't know what he was going to be coming in, to be honest Ron. with you, Ma. There, there was no expectation. from I, I, When I say expectation, I didn't look at him like Lajuan or, or, or Ewing or Shaq or something like that. I thought he'd be I mean, he was the number one overall pick. He was young, so I didn't really know what to think of him. But as time went on and I started seeing him become an All-NBA performer, I saw him become an all, an, a first-team All-League defender. That expectation did start at the rise. And when he got to become... I mean, I think he was the best power forward in the game at one point. There was a legit conversation that he was the best four man in the game, right? Yeah, I I think he was the best four man in the game. But injuries derailed him. That's why, in terms of his maximum potential, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not. It's not because of lack of work. I want to. I want to put that out there, Moss. It's not because he didn't work or put the work in to become that. The answer is not black and white. That yo, he just didn't beat. No, he had. He had. There was things that that happened. That derailed him, like injuries. Now, sure, you could say at the end of the day, he didn't max out his he didn't max out because of injury, but he still was awesome. Ron, real quick, I sent you a I, I sent you a video. If you would be so kind, is there any way you can play that video? Offensively, I, I think I'm kind of I got I'm, you done. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed Please. in who um AD has become, especially in a league that's a bit more smaller than what he came into the league on, but outside of that, I think he's exceeded expectations. Based on his how rookie, are you disappointed based, based off of his offensive? Fine. How are you disappointed in what he's turned into offensively, seeing what he came in the league as an expectation for him coming into the league? How they are you disappointed? National, they, they, they won the national championships based solely on him playing defense. Hundred percent. That's why he, he, he came in as a defender. He came in a game as a defender. Came in, he came in as a as a defender. Again, I, so I just said he exceeded my expectations defensively, but offensively in a league that became smaller since he's gotten to the league up until now. Yes, he he kind of disappoints me. Wouldn't that be a detriment to him though, wow. because he's a bigger guy and that skill set? I mean, he wasn't really. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't 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 get me wrong. Him growing the way he was growing. He did have a guard skill set, but wouldn't that be a detriment to him? Because those guys, like he wasn't able to move like that. He wasn't able to do that stuff that they was doing. No, but I mean, still, but he still, he still can. He still has ability to even at his size because his skill set still stay on the floor and adapt to the new NBA while still being six ten, six eleven. A lot of times he's the biggest player on the floor. So like, there's just times where he just doesn't like 
makes simple plays and punishes um his teammates. Um, so real, so not, real quick, Lo, Jesus, that sounded crazy. His, right, his, right, right, right. So, so real quick, Lo, his ceiling for for you. What do you think his ceiling should have been? What like what's what's a legit ceiling for him? I don't mean a player. Just give me some numbers. What do you what, what, mean, what do you think? Oh well, okay, numbers. I think he's reaching the numbers that he posted. I'm talking about just as a player. Like I don't think like he's as offensively sound from um a mid-range jump shot shooter and or a passer like him being able to make the proper reads i don't think he's where he needs to be in those regards but number number wise i think he's more or less reaching 25 to 28 points being able to grab um 12 to 10, 10 to 12 rebounds do you think that's his ceiling do you think block. that do you th but that's what he's doing but do you think that you think his ceiling could have been higher than that no, no, no. I think that's that's what maybe not statistically. What I'm saying is that we, yeah, based as on a his, player, I as think, a player, he's supposed yeah. to be a number one option. Remember, look, coming into the league, if we said as a rookie year, if we said this is how AD's career would pan out, he'd reach this, we'd be fine with it. But I think it was about his maybe fourth, fifth year in the league. We're like, this is the next phase, this is the next best player in the league. Is what he was doing in New Orleans, and then when he joined the Lakers, we thought he would be the guy to take that kind of baton from LeBron. Le yeah. be the best player in the league, win MVPs, be the leader of the team. And with AD, we've seen flashes. We've seen those 10-game stretches where he's giving you 33-15, incredible best defender in the league. We've seen those flashes. It's just he's never done it for the duration of an entire season. And the playoffs, the inconsistency when he has those 28, 30-point games, and then we'll have a 14, 50-point game right after. The inconsistency to me. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
for but like who, who, but where but where he's at right <laughs> now as a player i think he can get better okay so what so when he came into the league he exceeded those expectations yeah. what about the expectations of a couple years in the league when he was winning most improved player no no when yeah, it was, like, yeah, no, oh like, he can be so he hasn't fulfilled those either yeah no, so he hasn't he had maxed out from there two two from like two three years ago when he first started winning mvp so where he's at now i don't think he's not even mvp mip when he won his first most improved oh no no player. yeah when, when he won he first started hearing talk about when Giannis gets a jump yeah when most yeah. improved yeah. player up until now i think he's i think he's also improved but do I think? But from, he is not maxed out. You I don't say think he's he maxed, maxed out. out. No. Okay. You know me. I'm all about consistency. There was no way niggas was about to say Giannis maxed out, but AD no, no. didn't, based off expectations yeah. we placed after the fact. Like, okay. Damo, I'm gonna play this video for you. Please. Uh, y'all, let me know if y'all can hear this. Nope. I do not hear this. Can't hear. Yeah, I can't don't hear, hear anything. Uh, yeah, college and even in the NBA, the thing that is that he is defensive. I right, go back, go oh, back. Y'all yeah, can hear this now? Yeah, we can hear it now. All right, uh, from high school to college and even in the NBA, the thing that he's the thing that he's most known for is his defensive ability. That's that's mm -hmm. where he dominates, he dominates in the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Rebounding, blocking shots, mm -hmm. changing shots, and offensive rebound. Now, if you're saying to him now, you know, you, you got to become this offensive juggernaut. I'm not sure if that's his, if that's truly like the thing that he does best. The thing that he does best that I've always recognized is his defensive ability mm -hmm. in terms of stopping, blocking shots, even. Even back to, you know, when he was in college in, the, in their final game at Kentucky, right? I don't think he scored, but he had like 18 rebounds and, you know, five block pages like, hey, look, I'm not, I'm not scoring tonight. I said he's a, he's a better Marcus Camby when, when, I, when I look at Okay. I, okay. I wanted that. Okay. I wanted that to be played. I, I wanted that to be played for the simple fact of, for whatever reason, because I didn't play, because I, I because I am not a professional basketball player. So I had to get a former professional basketball player to say the exact fucking thing I've been saying all summer. I've been saying so far all season. Every time we talk about. Uh, Anthony Davis. Since my word ain't law, you heard a nigga who's done it at the highest level, Hall of Famer, m motherfucking champion. He's no. done it at the highest level, and Not he's sure. saying it. So Not his sure. word should be law based off PC lore. That should be that should be law. That you know, hey, the not motherfucker's a, a defender. That's what he is. Not not just I've the Hall of Famer. Not just the former. Not just the former basketball player. He's actually a professional analyst. That's what he does today. And for the record, that and for the record, Damo, he said, John Calipari said Anthony Davis came in the locker room and at the at halftime of that national championship game, John Calipari said Anthony Davis came in the locker room and said, "You dude score the rest of the points, I block all the shots and get all the rebounds." John Calipari said, "John Calipari said he didn't give a halftime speech. He said, okay, that's what we're doing. Let's go.'" That, that was who it. he is. I mean, yeah, that's who he is no, in high if, school. If, if that, he was 28 I'm, a game with the, with the Pelicans. I'm about to say, if, if, that, if, that is, if that's who he is. Which is why I think he's maxed out. Which is why I think he's maxed out. So offensively. He's not a top 10 player then. Fine. 
I don't know. Because I'm not going to sit here and accept somebody just because we're going to lower the ceiling for him offensively. He is at this point in his no career, he's shown he has shown way more by by far way more um, promise offensively than his rookie season. Hell, even in his second year, he was already averaging right. 21 points. So no, I'm not going to hold. If you if you want to say literally, when he was 19 years old, when he was entering the league, has he exceed 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 um exceed those expectations? Sure, but by his sophomore year, he had already proven enough that to me that he could be the lead option on a team offensively. And from where he was at at 20, and what he potentially could have been, no, I don't I don't think offensively. I'm to only be a lead offensively. option offensively and win a championship. Only, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I do not think that he can be the best player offensively and win a championship. I do not believe he's that. never. I'm, I'm like, no one should have. No one should have ever thought that. So I'm trying to figure out. So as a lead option offensively, he's gonna have to get you to the playoffs, right? But that's our expectation of. Hold on, no, 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 no. no. A, I, I, I think that's. A, I think that's a silly expectation. I mean, oh, if if that's I, a silly, yeah. then I don't know how the Lakers are going to win with him. Then is being a lead option to win a playoff series. LeBron's he's obviously that, that right? Apparently. He's been there. Yeah, His offense is good enough to do that, right? I'm saying his offense is good enough as a lead option to win a playoff series, right? A playoff series, sure, depending on the matchup. Okay, so he did, so and he did that. And he did he's that. done that. So his yeah, offensive abilities is good enough to get you to the playoffs. His offensive ability is good enough himself to at least win you a series. Mm-hmm. How is he not maxed out? I don't understand. How has he not met the expectations? Is that, is that, is those are the expectations of a, a first overall I'm pick? Asking, I'm, saying for, I'm saying player? for a guy who's yeah, seen as a to be, defensive to be guy. the best defensive player in the world and be a good no. enough offensive player to be a viable option in the playoffs? Yes. I guess you're not, matchups. you're not looking at him to be the no, lead option to win a championship, every but he's, he's good enough to be a lead option to get to the playoffs and win a series. No, we're not and asking this dude. Not, to, what? No, we, no, we're not asking no, this dude man. to come in. Even, even with the skill set that he has, nobody was asking this dude to come into the league and think that he was going to be Olajuwon. Nobody was thinking that this dude was going to come into the league and be that kind of skill set with that kind of skill set and be that kind of scorer. So the fact that he came in as a defensive player and turned into the offensive player he is, whatever you got, he exceeded it because we didn't know what he was offensively. We had no idea what he was. That's, that's not what that's, I, that's, that's that from, 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 from my, I might say from my expectation to him, because I definitely thought from, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but on a, on an offensive standpoint, just knowing AD and the regression, I mean, progression as he was as a player, right. somebody his height and size with the ball handling ability because he had the growth spurt that he had, somebody right. his size and ability who had the footwork and the mobility because of that growth spurt that he had, mm-hmm. someone who had the jump shot because of the growth, like he was someone who had guard like skills and had a seven-inch growth spurt with essentially a two-year span, which then made him have the potential. Not He didn't completely show it, but I did not think – and I'll say what Marcus Canby comp is a bit excessive because that's crazy. But I definitely did not think that he would be where he's at right now offensively. I thought that – yeah, I, I thought he would be better. I may not have seen in college, um, but by his second year, he had already proven to me that he could be – Yo, Nelly, eat my ass, you bum-ass nigga. See me in the space and talk about it, pussy. Stop sitting oh, wow. in the chat. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But how, how many Why did you say it like that, Jesus. Yeah, I, why I, did you I don't say know. it like that? Hey, why did you say it? Ron, I got to bounce, Ron. Why did you say it like that? Talk like that. I'll see you dudes tomorrow. All right. Yes, good, sir. good to see you, chill. Good to see you, chill. Low down in the house, my man. Out. Fellas, I got a couple more super chats, and then we're going to go ahead and get to open gym. You got a lot. I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. 
Uh, the Tribe One said, Yokochin and Bede are MVP level players. Name the last time centers were playing against each other in both their primes at an MVP level. Think on it. The 90s was David and Hakeem. David Hakeem. Yokochin and Bede last year. (laughs) Outside of them. Exclusive Excellence said, Ticket. MJ was in the same situation. Those guards were buns offensively and were mid defensively. Either admit MJ had weak comp or respect today's comp. Nah, MJ That's have a weak fact. Comp. He, he just That's made them fact. look yeah, weak. I was That's say, how good MJ was. MJ just made them look. I, weak. At the chill name, what uh, Clyde Drexler, Dominique? Even though I don't know, I don't know if Scotty or MJ was was guarding Dominique more. I have to, have to go back and see that. But after those two, the names start kind of falling off a little bit. That's because you don't have knowledge, Jalen. Okay, now. They 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 don't, don't. What? Defensively? No, 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 just like offensive. He's guarding them. Like, I don't think guarding Mitch is much of a challenge as guarding, again, Clyde, Dominique, I understand. But guards today, I just think there's more better scoring guards today. So it's just be hard for sure. sure. Adam Eden said, "Can can we all agree how obvious it is that the new Clipper Stadium will be a level one trauma hospital that just, that will just so happen to have a court too? Sounds like a fun place to be. That's good. That's crazy. That's a crazy super chat. Uh, Zen Master said and beat to Miami for Hero and Bam. Disgusting. Terrible. Terrible. Wild. I got a couple couple for Damo, and then we're going to get up out of here. Zen Master with another one said, Jordan's defensive rating was higher than Pippen's the entire time they spent together, and they played 90% of their minutes together. Explain that, Damo. It's defensive defensive rating, and if that's what you're going to lie your hat on, I mean, I could probably find somebody who's not seen as good of a defender that has a high defensive rating than somebody else. Um, I don't care. Devin Booker is still giving forty. So, are you? Are, are we? I, I think you can only. I think you can. I'm not wrong. You might. I think you can only find lineup data from like ninety-seven. I was about to say, are we? Are we mm-hmm. talking about the two minutes? I was in the five minutes that both of them might have been playing off the court with with one. Like when one was on the court and the other one, and that five-minute sample size is when. Like, I don't know. I, I might don't... be wrong, but I'm pretty sure lineup data only exists from 97. But even so, if I mean, if Jordan is hired, that literally just means within a small amount of time that they would not be on the floor with one another is when that occurred. That doesn't really give you an answer to, you know. Sure. Devin, despite any of that, Devin Booker is still giving that nigga 40, so it don't matter. Facts. 50. Tay Luke, triple seven. Both of y'all are chatting, but okay. <laughs> Hey, Luke, triple seven with another super chat for Damo. Uh, he said, Damo's a casual. Old old Jordan held prime Vince to zero in the fourth quarter and clamped prime Paul Pierce doing the same, der, doing the same who were bucket getters. Who's going to tell them? Hey, Tay Luke. Hey, Tay Luke, guess what? Guess what? Did hold Vince and Devin time. Booker is still giving that nigga 40. <laughs> what are we hey, yo, what? Cam Thomas, too, giving him what? good 35 piece. Cam giving him 30. <laughs> I'm catching him on the Y'all are chatting. Y'all are chatting. Yeah. Lucas giving Jordan 40. I think he's giving him. Life. Jordan Poole giving him 30. He's playing like ass right now. He'll give him 30. Oh, oh man. You like what you see out of Wiseman so far? Oh, yeah. Those DMPs going crazy. DMPs going crazy. Oh, man. Y'all, open gym next. Y'all be sure to pull up. We're going to be back for the panel. Same time tomorrow. Same place. Same crew. Y'all know where to find us. Like the video on the way out.